0: what's going on folks and y'all thought terry was done he's still in the kitchen i had to change the name of the freaking show i had to change the damn thumbnail it's all good though it's for good reasons so uh yeah we got a special guest tonight let's get at it welcome in to episode 96 of audio falcon mind atlanta falcons fan cast my name is john your host as always joined by my boy mike 96 buddy what's going on
1: 96 buddy i'm feeling elderly but i love it buddy <laughs> out of your falcon mind the crazy falcon show alive
0: let's I'm go you, man, coming here from the variety sports network as always make sure you guys check out rowdy sports and VSN football you can catch our show there and a bunch of other football shows xfl shows uh, you know, it's just a great channel to go. If you want to look at other other teams, see what the, our opponents are looking like, might find some shows there that are good to good to watch. Uh buddy, we got a special guest tonight, contributor to the Falcoholic. Let's go ahead and bring him in, man. Mr. Ev Glaze. What's going on, brother?
2: F- uh, uh, What's uh, up?
1: Glaze pays, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Glaze the man over
2: at Falcoholic. <laughs> you no, know, I do what I can. I do what I can. Mm-hmm. You know how it rolls. Man, Commonly known
1: as the most rational person on Twitter. Commonly known, everybody knows this.
0: I mean, we, we do. We see you out there fighting a good fight, man. Like every it's, it's, day, it's, a, it's it's tough. It's a it's a you know, and it's a daily battle, my man. It's always daily, always. It's uh you know, and there's uh, there's just varying levels of you know how crazy it gets. You know, some days are worse than others. And, you know, like a few days ago when somebody you know, was named starting quarterback, you know, and, and it just went crazy, you know? So, I mean, it's, you know what, though? I
2: saw that coming that. Oh yeah. I mean, the writing was <laughs> on the wall for that to go down the way it did. So that's nothing new. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent, man.
1: Before um, we even get started, John Yates, I want to give Glaze the floor, okay? Because what mm-hmm. happened a few days ago was he said something about Mike Vick on Twitter, okay? And Nate came for his head. I mean, I would have known better. I would have known better. You can't talk about Mike Vick. It's like, I, now, I'm going to give you the floor so you can clear up or make whatever point you was trying to make before the entire Twitter space came down <laughs> on your head. Go ahead, Mr. Glaze.
2: You know, that entire thing, first of all, I knew that's was how, that's what was how it's going to play out. Because, you know, you can't talk about Vic to the to the Falcons fans. It just doesn't roll well. It doesn't go well. But the point I was making before everybody decides to misconstrue the statement, which everybody does. Nobody reads it at enough face value. They take it all the way over here. And the point I was making was accuracy was a problem with Mike Vic. Common knowledge. Oh, when yeah. he came out of college, that was one of the knocks on him. He had a cannon of an arm, but... He was inaccurate and it sh- it reared his ugly head his, in rookie year in the years in years no, preceding that. Mm-hmm. So when I said that, it was like, oh, you're jumping on Mike Fix head. No, I'm telling the truth. Mm-hmm. He had accuracy issues coming into the league. Everybody knows this. And what I was saying was, okay, so basically what you're telling me is since Desmond Riddle's a third-round pick, oh, so we're saying that because Mike Vick was the first overall. His inaccuracies don't mean much because he's that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's when that's when the cavalry came. And I'm thinking, oh, they why came are you guys right? upset about a fact? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fact. He had inaccuracy issues. There's nothing personal about that. He did. He can tell you the same thing if you talk to him. Mm-hmm. So sure. oh, I just don't understand how. Pe- <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. He's like, don't you dare talk about Mike. Oh, they you can't came my head. Did I say anything about what he did off the field?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How am I attacking him?
1: You actually didn't mention it. I no. didn't
2: mention it. You didn't no, even mention it. It was all football, but oh, yeah. they they were they they got they, they got personal to them. Oh, they got,
1: was, now, dog. All he said was the man what he struggled with his accuracy, and they came down yeah. on your head like you yeah. said something about Obama. I'm saying it's Obama. <laughs> Big, it's it's some black people you can't talk about and oh, uh,
2: you,
1: you would think Big was the
2: brother or the you know the nephew or the cousin or something the way they came out like <laughs> yeah. dang
1: but but Dude. hey man you held your own and that's what yeah. mattered you you stayed the course of your point which I appreciate it, buddy. You didn't fold.
2: Hey, you have to with this crew, man. It, I mean you can't falter with this crew because if they see they're like wolves, if they see blood, they really pounce you.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually had to do
0: a few. A few shows. Oh Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to do a few shows ago. We had to actually uh, show Vic's like completion percentage to kind of yeah. like prove that point. Like, yeah, guys, it was like fifty-two percent. Like, mm. it was, like not good at all. And we all like, love Michael Vick. Yeah, no, absolutely, one did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. exactly. There was all that three, three of us love Vick.
2: There was no personal attack. I didn't, nah. I didn't talk about the boy's mama. I didn't talk nah. about what he did outside of, you know, I didn't talk about any of that. Nah. It was a fact that he had accuracy issues. Yeah. I mean, he had a cannon, but he was overthrowing everybody under nah. the yeah. moon. Yeah. And on top of that, he wasn't even into the playbook and he'll admit it to everything. Mm-hmm. He said yep. that himself. Yep. Yeah. He admitted yes, it. Really. So, I Same. mean, they get mad about the, the strangest things in Atlanta, man. Mm-hmm. Coming Still out hot, here. Mike Vick. I love it. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I was ready for the smoke that day.
0: I, was, <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. I was ready. Well, uh, and before we even get it to you guys, if y'all are watching for the first time, hey, welcome in, and come on back. We've we've gained a lot of different followers over the last I don't know two months probably ever since Mike did the ten stages of being a Falcons fan. Um, yeah, that's pretty dope, by the way, <laughs> for sure. Um, and so uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, make sure you hit that like button for us. It helps us get out there to more Falcons fans. Uh, and two things. We are now on Amazon Radio and we're now on iHeart Radio. Nice. Uh, Jeff Bezos called up Mike and said, "Hey,
1: Jeff Bezos called me and said he needed <laughs> us on Amazon, or he he was going <laughs> to shut the he was going to shut Amazon down if I didn't say yes. So I had to sign over the rights.
0: Sorry, that's right. And uh, on our audio platforms, we just went over four thousand listens. Of, a week ago nice. so appreciate you guys on that man and uh what's crazy is the last episode when we had Savion on Mike, or Savion and, and fleek and Mike, mike's microphone mm-hmm. went out and everything went out actually um you know i figured it wouldn't be that much of a listen to podcast because we did a, a live mock draft and that's not doesn't really translate that well y'all made it the most listened to one we've had so far so Thanks for doing that. That's that was crazy, and, and I'm the one-
1: proud and offended. Joe, <laughs> <The> show <laughs> was kicked so off funny. with the highest rated. So y'all, I'm a offended person. I'm hurt. Okay. Go figure,
0: man. Go figure. And then uh, the one before that uh, with the Terry was cooking with the was that who was with that? Um, was that Kenny?
1: Was that Kenny? I Don't know, yeah, it
0: might have been, anyway, that one went uh that's been our most watched episode, man. So like and I know it's small beings to a lot of the creators out there, but us being kind of new guys, man, that was it was great to see like over five hundred on there. So, Kenny yeah, has
1: popped the charts twice because the first time he came on it was the highest rated, then the second time he came on it was the highest rated. Go, Kenny. I love you, buddy
0: yeah man and uh we're i think we're at 372 subscriptions now so if we can get to 400 our goal is 400 by the draft and we'll just keep on moving up from there so feel free man if y'all haven't hit the subscribe button go ahead and do that Uh, it was flick
1: i'm sorry it was flick it was flick flick. flick. my bad i don't want to take away from my bad you love you kenny but it was flick, buddy
0: you're right daniel flick yep my bad daniel all right um and lastly man so everybody we have on man we always kind of go through a few little questions really like how your falcon phantom started so what year, what got you to be a fan, was it a player, would you grow up here, What what's, what's the story?
2: Here's the interesting thing. Um, I basically, um, for the most part, I just grew up in Georgia. Um, I, I'm a part of a football family. So, I mean, everybody, almost everybody in my family played the game. And I had an uncle that played in the league. Um, I had a cousin that played in the league. Um, I got to see a lot of that when he was going through the process. So I had an intimate view of what he goes through as a rookie um and the year that's that's a tough one because what really really got it was funny is because i was an Ellie rams fan i don't know how that happened but that's what it was <laughs> um but when prime time became a falcon that that sealed it because at that particular point the the swag that he played with and even to this day i believe he's one of the most gifted athletes to ever play the game oh, sure. i mean to see that dude just, it was it was like he was at one speed and everybody else was just mm-hmm. trailing behind him. It was just insane. And when when that started and then the Jerry Glanville and the, when the mm-hmm. Georgia Dome was built and that whole nine yards, that's when I was like, I was deeply into the foggots at that particular point and I never turned back since. And that was years ago. I can't even remember what time that was ago, but the that's same. when it really started. And it's the been like that ever one. since. Yep, yeah. it's been like that ever since
0: yeah the yes, is, like, we're probably about around the same age because that's, that's yeah. exactly what Mike and I both uh started you know kind of we were about 10 11 years old you know and that was just took off man and they hadn't like said hadn't yeah. looked back yet um okay. yeah yeah right around there yeah um and we got an email guys and Ev, there's a question here you can actually respond to as well okay and this email is from Brian appreciate you Brian Brian he said uh I started listening to you guys on Spotify about six months ago and have been able to catch a few live shows. And I gotta tell you, that's where it's at. I still enjoy listening when I'm, but when I miss the live shows, I I think y'all do a great job with it. Love how you guys involve other creators. And Mike, The 10 Stages is truly a masterpiece. So-
1: Well, thank you, buddy.
0: uh, I haven't been this excited about an off season in forever, but I gotta ask, do you guys think uh, Terry Fonno even considered Lamar or they just been out from the beginning? For the next show, can y'all look tell me? Look at Ev.
1: Hold on. Look. Look at Ev. He didn't even let you finish it. He already reacted <laughs> facially. <laughs> I Already seen it.
0: Uh, for oh. the next show, can y'all tell me what y'all are what 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 we're doing at eight? Like, what would you oh. what would you do if you feel in your gut? What are you going to do it. Oh, keep and fix keep it, killing. It, guys. Fix
2: it. <laughs> oh,
1: well, thank <laughs> you so much, Brian. I, I, Brian, I appreciate you, buddy.
2: Thank
0: you, buddy. All right. So, Ev, uh, you take your uh, you take it, buddy. Uh, do you, you think? It. Come on. Okay. A.
2: Based on what I heard, Lamar Jackson wasn't even in the discussion. He was. You heard that discussion.
1: here first. Now I haven't even heard that. Come on, Ed, come um, on now,
2: now, because of front note is the way he is. Of course, he's going to ask around, mm-hmm. but that's about as far as it went. He wasn't going to deep dive into it, and I've gotten into multiple debates over this because people say, like, "Well." They went after deshaun watson so why wouldn't they go after lamar jackson two totally different scenarios and when when i say that people take offense because they are, they think i'm referring to deshaun watson as because he has such a a, a serious he has a lot of baggage behind him mm-hmm. yeah. and lamar jackson doesn't i said that's not those aren't that's not the situation i'm referring to first and foremost deshaun watson is really really thick they're thickest. he is thick as thieves but off the blank and Rich McKay, Mm -hmm. they go all the way back. Yeah. And the second part about that is, while Fontenot had, you know, he really, he was wondering about that whole thing. That whole thing didn't even start until Deshaun Watson picked up the phone and called blank. That's what started that process. So that being stated, now also, this is the most important. I want you guys to listen very closely when I say this. Deshaun Watson was available for trade. That's the biggest difference. Everybody knew that the Texans were going to trade Deshaun Watson. All the GMs knew it, so they started They started going in. Baltimore has not even remotely stated that Lamar Jackson is available. Every press conference, they say, oh, we want Lamar. We want him here. We want him. Yeah, you can say they have to say that. The truth of the matter is, it has to be some truth to it. Otherwise, you will see GMs and teams actually going after Lamar Jackson. They know better than the, the public does. And then on top of that, when Lamar Jackson even stated that he asked for a trade early in March. Oh, my goodness. Did you see all the tweets? Oh, yeah. can we go after him now? You yeah. all Did y'all catch the, the first part of that? It was early March. We're in late March right now. So, yeah, they knew. It mm-hmm. changes absolutely nothing. So that being said, Lamar Jackson is not available. For that reason, Fontenot was not interested in pursuing him, period.
1: There you go, Brian. I'm going to tell you, he should be a smooth jazz. That was the smoothest, (laughs) calmest answer that you could ever ask for. You got and you uh, that.
0: we'll get to the second part of the question later on in the show, Brian. We'll talk about that the draft later on. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I felt, man. When the news came out, I said, like, well, this doesn't really change anything. I mean, what does it change? I mean, like the guys, I mean, they've already said they were out. And what Arthur said, uh, if anybody saw Arthur Blank's comments with Steve Walsh the other day, I mean, I think it was Steve Walsh. Um, he said you know that that was just exactly what you said with Deshaun it was a different person different time different situation and it was just a little different he said this is a this is the first time in a long time we've had the luxury of having this amount of cap space mm-hmm. and he's like you know he goes we've never had that before and he's like it's up to Terry to explore the different opportunities but it nothing nothing sounded like it was ever you know really
2: thought about hey, let me address something that I had a, a, a debate with uh, one of my colleagues about He was like you know the reason why. People think that they would go after Lamar Jackson because they went after Deshaun Watson. And I said, you know what? The fact that they went after Deshaun Watson, the exact reason why they will not go after Lamar
1: Jackson. I got you. Great point.
2: So I just, I, what, what got me was, and you know what? The media fed into it too. And when the media got involved, the fans went nuts and they just absolutely positively knew there was some truth to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't there no was true to it so when it finally came out and then everybody decided they wanted to be upset and i never understood that part i'm thinking fontenot smith north blank never hinted at the Mm -hmm. fact that they were interested so why all of this anger i can't quite Mm -hmm. understand that part
0: yeah i mean everybody just assumed that you know he'd be a great fit in the offense and you know he would you know be amazing here. And it would excite the fan base. And it would fill the stadium and everything, all that stuff came out, And, um, that's probably true. Like, I mean, there'd be a ton of folks yeah. who would go show up for him. It's hundred percent true. Uh, I thought, I think it'd be exciting as hell, but like, what killed me was I didn't people finding it like, uh, Shannon Sharp today went off about it. Uh, you know, I was like, dude, like, did, did, did you even, con- do you consider what he's saying? Like if, if it's what kind of money he's talking about and they actually, there was a tweet. I think it was by Stephen Holder at uh, ESPN. Um, that, uh, he's over at he's at the owners' meeting now. He said, regardless of what the Colts or any anyone else might love about Lamar Jackson, the very clear stance for people here at the owners' meetings I've talked to is that whatever contract demands he is currently making are absolutely a non-starter. So if he's wanting some crazy amount of, you know, guaranteed money, then it shouldn't surprise me by the owners and be like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean?
1: Like it's that's not precedent.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but you know what's interesting about that is, you know, I've heard many, you know, with conspiracy theories talking about collusion and things of that sort. You know, you can't consider that. But at the same time, you know, GMs, they know what's going on, you know, on the inside. They know what Baltimore was doing in regards to Lamar Jackson. That's why Fontenot came out so quickly when they not, you know, they not, not exclusively tagged him and said, no, we're not, you know, we're not involved in that. We're not going to because they never were. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one of those things where, Oh, they thought about it. And then as soon as they said it, no, we're just going to say. But for him, it was never an option because Mm -hmm. honestly, this is how I feel that like the whole thing went after that whole thing with Deshaun Watson went down, And remind me, let me remind everyone that Deshaun Watson got 230 mil (laughs) fully guaranteed from Cleveland and Atlanta wasn't willing to match that. And Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson is Arthur Blank's (laughs) boy. So what on earth makes you think? There you go. There you go. Going, even going, they were even going to you know to entertain that with Lamar Jackson. See, that's what I was like. People are just not paying attention. That's when you know some no, people aren't paying attention to the oh, situations yeah. or what mm-hmm. spe- specifically happened for that reason. So when I see people going off in the media, I mean, the media hasn't let this go and they're not going to you know, for a while now, and um that's fine.
1: Now, I have is- two points to this. Is I think that. The uh, the media wanted us to have him more than the actual people in Georgia, like the fans. It was more of a media thing. They, they, you should get Lamar Jackson. And that influences uh, stupider fans. And I want to <laughs> say this, too. Stupider people have to have excitement in order to uh, even acknowledge talent. Like, it can't be boring. It can't be like Matt Ryan and you acknowledge it. It have to be Michael Vick for you to acknowledge it. If you're dumber, that's no offense to dumb people listening. Because I'm dumb on certain topics. But you might be dumb if you can't see. So I'm not saying that Desmond is the man. Huh? But I'm saying that I've seen a, a, that are people in this world that if you're not exciting and it's not, oh, my God. Like, if you're not on, like, Madden like 99 then they just see you as i don't want him as my quarterback or he's a bum average player and you can't be like that you got to understand the game of football better than that
2: but you know what's interesting about that is when you see twitter it's like, oh desmond ritter is ass it's like okay and you just i just roll past it because that's when you know mm-hmm. they have no clue what they're mm-hmm. talking about in regards to the whole situation and that's fine just don't come to me like you act like you know what you're talking about mm-hmm. because you're going to get blasted mm-hmm. so uh, uh just keep your, your opinions to yourself because it's not going to go well for you
0: yeah, yeah. yeah those, those has been quite a few uh the mute button's been very very uh, mm-hmm. useful yeah. over the last you know month or so
2: and yeah because sure. honestly when i see somebody call him as a mid i'm thinking to myself you don't know what you're talking about so i'm yeah, going to cool. before I embarrass you so mm-hmm. and 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 that's and like you, you were right, Mike. It's one of those things where it's the excitement element. Yeah, that's really that that Lamar Jackson is because if we're being honest with each other, Lamar Jackson hasn't even had a thirty five hundred yard season. Mm. Oh. Let alone a four thousand yard season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most he, the, the most yards he did, um, he completed was in his MVP season. That was like 3300. 3, yeah, he hasn't even eclipsed four thousand. So nobody talks about that part.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And listen to me, I'm not—you know—Lamar Jackson is my dude. I think he has—he's a very exciting player. He has a lot to offer to the game. But if you're going to talk football, talk football when you talk, mm-hmm. when you talk about him, because I mean, talking about excitement is one thing. And that's to me, I felt like now I'm just going to be honest with you. I was on the side of let's not get him. That's where I was because mm-hmm. there we've had the franchise quarterback yet. I mean, not a lot of people like Mike Ryan. There was a lot of discourse in regards to Ryan because they thought they saw him a certain specific way. Mm-hmm. But for me, as much as he did for that franchise, oh, he the de- he deserves to be in the ring and on and maybe even a possible Hall of Fame candidate. Man, amplify, because- his mic, uh, amplify his mic, John. Amplify his mic. Look, because he wasn't exciting. No, yes. They take him down the peg. Yep. yep. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people like to bring up stats when it's when it suits them. Mm-hmm. But as oh, soon as you sure. bring up something that, you know, completely throws them off, then all of a sudden, oh, he's just ass. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly right.
0: Uh, right. We're Hop in the chat real quick and see what's going on there. Kenny said, uh, what's up, fellas? Kenny, oh, my Kenny man. man. Said, i'm confident with dr4s our qb especially with all the moves uncle terry is making across the board especially here in today we got cc that i always wanted on the team let's go yeah, yeah man uh thanks to alberto man our boy from 95 sports yeah. uh talk show nice. he he texted me uh i once i woke up this morning i woke up looked over at my phone i had a text from him saying hey we just signed calais i was like oh, shit. oh that's a great way to start the day right there
2: um man let me tell you something real quick about Calais campbell i had just woken up Same here, i'm talking it? like I'm like wiping the crust out of my eyes <laughs> about to go exactly. to the bathroom. And I pick my photo. I was like, wait, what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I see that right? I said, watch. I bet you I'm just going to wake up from a dream and be pissed off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I looked again and I looked again. I said, like, oh, damn. And the only reason why it surprised me was that he was supposed to be meeting with
3: who? What? He had Jets two other meetings later this week. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and I can't I think it was with Buffalo. Yeah, and the Jets. And the Jets. And so I just knew he was going to see it all the way up because he could have, he could have taken his time in regards to the entire process because he's been doing this for forever. So I just knew we weren't going to hear anything until next week. That's what I had already made up in my mind that we weren't going to hear anything. So about he his yeah. Yeah. What I did know is that we had a really good chance of, of snagging him based on what I had heard. But what I also heard was he was going to take his time before he made his decision. So I was completely floored.
0: Yeah, I thought maybe, you know, with the Bills and like that, he maybe, you know, obviously he started, he started seven, I think, in September. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe want to sign with somebody who maybe really has a, like a like a serious chance of getting a ring this year. But, I mean, he said in his comments, I mean, he said that, you know, um, he thinks he's excited what what we're doing here and with the additions that we've made. I and mean, we could surprise a lot of people this year. So
1: And you can't um, – he, he, he came in the spring – he He's he seen them girls in Atlanta. Trust me. He came in the spring at oh. the right time, and that man said, I don't need to see nothing else. He didn't even go visit the other. I'm cool, and I'm happy oh. he did it. He made everything. You better go.
2: believe as soon as he goes to Flowery Branch to sign that contract, that night they're going to Magic City. There, the there you go.
1: There you go. Jesse Bates, you see, he came here. He hung out. You see what happened? Just one night in Atlanta. Change your life. That's all it takes.
0: That's the truth. truth. That's all that it takes. Vic, what's Vic, going on, buddy? It's a live show. Let's go. What's going on, Kenner? Good to see Kendra, you. What up, Fleek? What's happening, brother?
1: Come on, man. Good to man. see
0: you, dude. Vic said, "Nice set. Yeah, appreciate it, buddy. Hey, MLB starts tomorrow, man. Go Braves. You on. go. Um, Aunt, what's going on, buddy?
1: Aunt, what up, man?
0: Jordan said, "Hey, what's up, Falcons Jordan. fam, Ready for another great show? Appreciate it, Jordan." Uh, and he said, "The talent just keeps rolling in, guys. I'm out of my Falcon mind." Man, live.
1: we got Ev on the show. Come on, man. We just what's taking on, it up tonight. Miss Pam, it.
0: what's going on? Uh, Andy said, what's up, Glaze? What's, what's up, what's up? Light, uh, what's going on, man? This is uh, this is
2: Trey yeah, Sean. Man, man. yeah. yeah it's, it's I, six, I, I, really, I hate him. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you. I hate him. I just I hate him. Oh,
0: man. What's man. going on, man? Giving yeah, games for talk, man. Make sure you check buddy? him out, man. What's going on? I appreciate that, dude. Appreciate that. Um, Taylor Vip. Yeah, what's going on, man? So rise Taylor, up. Taylor, what's up? Miss B, what's happening? Miss B. Author blank said, or must be author blank shouldn't have explained that. He talked too he much. He, talked yeah, he really back.
2: did. He he, he yeah. really kept a lot of that to himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uncle Steve, what's happening, man? Steve, make sure y'all check out Uncle Steve's Lounge, man. Great, great show, great dude, man. Great content. Uh, what's up, guys? I think it's similar to the draft in twenty one when folks want a dozen feels when your team is losing year after year. We just want quick fixes. Ridder makes sense, but we can dream. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, it's an interesting yeah. that you know you bring up you know the whole. Um, Justin Fields thing and I've I've responded to that as well now I've always said for a GM that's just coming in If you don't love a QB prospect do not take him because you're tying your career to him
1: yeah, facts.
2: Now for me if he had gone after Phil's at, at the fourth overall pick I would have been cool with it simply because that means that he loves that. He loves him as a prospect. That he's going to ride out with him, mm-hmm. but because he didn't, I was fine with it. And that's the reason why he didn't mm-hmm. love him as a prospect he, as a GM. You can't, you can't do that and, and keep your job, mm-hmm. you know? And the funny thing is, I'm not exactly sure. Like with, um, with the Jets did it second overall, <laughs> that was a big mess. So it's, that's what I'm saying. You can't do that and expect to keep your job for very long so the fact that they didn't go after fields it didn't bother me i liked him as a prospect but at the same time it feels i mean if Fontenot didn't feel a certain type of way about him as a qb i was cool with him passing on him Mm -hmm. because he didn't love him because what you don't do you don't sell with the qb position no you just don't because that that's a career killer so if they weren't feeling that way about phil's hey it is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
2: absolutely. MSB said,
0: but you just brought up stats. Make it make sense. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe we were talking about with. uh
1: Because. Sure I... No, because he said that people bring up stats when it like suits the argument sometimes. And she said, but you just brought up stats. Make it make sense. She came right for your head, Glaze. <laughs> she came right out the gate and swing at your
2: head. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing about bringing up stats stats are just a number but they are you know they are they 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 can either make a play or break a play no matter how you how you shake it that's just the way it is mm-hmm. i don't normally here's i'm gonna tell you guys a little secret i don't like pff mm-hmm. i don't believe I don't in like quantifying it. i don't believe in quantifying play on the field maybe it's because i'm hating and i didn't come up with it first but i'm <laughs> <Yeah>. just saying <laughs> yeah. you know i don't believe in quantifying playing on the field using numbers i never have I mean, stats can tell a story, but if you're going to bring up stats, we can bring them all up. That's what that's what I mean when I say that. Yeah, you were gonna I look at them, I look at players, and I look how they react to certain situations. Right. Some people love bringing up stats, so if you want to do that, we can do that. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to go the way you want it to because you felt like you had to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am with that. I normally don't do it, but a lot of people have a tendency to put, throw that in my face, and I just have to throw it back. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same thing with PFF. We have we use it occasionally, but no, and the reason we will use it is it it's the one one of the few things that everybody's kind of, if you want to call it yeah, graded yeah. on, graded on equally. So you can at least kind of see, even though some of their ratings way are like sometimes, some though. just whack as hell. Somebody, yeah, we, yeah, we watch, yeah. watch some and you're like, that dude did not have a good game. How is yeah. that as great as right. so like that, yeah, some of the shit that not make sense at all? Um all right, guys we'll do a quick pay the bills back in less than a minute to continue on the show.
1: Let's be honest. You're here because you love sports. We love sports too. And our friends over at Row One Brand love sports as much as we do. Row One Brand sells sports wall art, sports gift watches, and vintage apparel with ornamental designs created from real game ticket stubs and vintage sports memorabilia in their collection. If you want some vintage Golden State Warriors memorabilia, they have that too. It's a sports collector's dream website for anything sports related. Go over to one rowonebrand.com to check out their great inventory. And when you use the promo code VSB15, you'll get 15% off any item on the whole site. That's code VSB15 for 15% off any item on the site. So click on the link below and go check them out. Row Run Brands, America's best vintage sports art, sports gifts.
0: There you go. Make sure you check out Row One Brand. Um, so some random stuff, guys. Um, y'all see that Philly released a hype video from Marcus this week? I did. Yeah, I uh they left out a, a highlight though. So and I, 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 I you got dragged. I, Speaking I, I, of dragging, I, I, you I got a, dragged
1: on Twitter this week, Johnny. He left
0: out a very athletic highlight that he did, you know, when he did like a little helicopter on the ground and do it. So I just said y'all left one out. And you would have thought, man, like I had a guy tell me oh. I was a failure at life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I uh, hit a dude, ring. I saw dude. you
1: got some evil. Uh, they came for you this week. The Johnny. Philly
0: fans really some of the Philly fans really took offense to it. Like they've been there like their entire career. I'm like, guys, like this is obviously a joke. And uh, you know, clearly like yeah,
2: so it was it was hilarious though. Yeah. Yo, but, you all think least, you all think Falcons fans are brutal. Oh Philly's, Philly's unbelievable. Philly, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. They they go for the throat and, and they and, keep at it.
1: Oh, oh, they yeah. came for John's throat. They ripped it out, put it back in, and ripped it out again. I loved it, man. Like, it was so. It was like I told Michael. Man, to he was mention, laughing was, the whole time. He oh, took it. Was,
0: it was such an unintentional, like welcome and welcome thing. Because if, if I can piss off Philly fans at the same time of just having some fun, I, that's great. Hey, it's but um, Oh yeah, that's uh, fine. Hey yeah. Oh, so um, listen,
1: real quick, guys. I just wanted to chime in here. Um, can you all tell people at home who are on Twitter? how to, how you and you, cause you do a great job at it, John and he does as well. How do you keep your temper when that happens to you? When you just, when just say you made a joke, you made a comment and everybody come like in a mean spirited way for your neck. Why do you think it's fun? like, he's laughing now as I'm saying this, he's laughing now. So what, how do you keep smiling and you keep it positive? And I want to ask John that and
2: you have to. Okay. Good. You know what's funny to me is i'm going to be completely honest um initially i had an issue with it but but i'm gonna i'm going to go give give a shout out to the great aaron freeman falc fans
1: there you go aaron freeman the the way the
2: way the way he approaches it is just so funny And, and i was like you know what i've been doing this wrong the whole time so for me I'm like, you know how, how you guys used to watch, you know, uh, cartoons on Saturdays back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. Bugs, yeah. money, and Elma Fudd, you know, of the course. more pissed Elma would get, the Bugs would kiss him. <laughs> I'd just be kissing them. It's, the angrier they get, the more I kiss them. And it's just it's, it becomes comedy to me at that particular point. Yeah. Because there is no reason, none, to get that fired up over Twitter. It, okay. th- there's just no reason. Especially sports. There's no reason for that. Yeah. I mean, why are you so angry? It just go have a a smile or something man it'll be okay and that's uh, where yeah. i am with it at this point
0: same <laughs> it's, man, it's sports, same. man yeah if i was in no? my 20s if i was in my 20s yeah, i might be spouting right back off at him like just you know you. i might you know but uh yeah i'm the same way i mean like i just i, I think it's if, if if they say something crazy i'll just keep feeding it you yeah, know you just a <laughs> so i mean just to- I still care I mean like and they they're going to stop or they're just keep getting more angry and either way I'm going to win because it's it's it works out for young
1: screenshot so, you and he like texts me and I just have good he doesn't take it that serious trust me he's no laughing, okay. no
0: I don't at all yeah so it's I mean I've seen some like even like one of our listeners like I mean like she had a, um just over a, a positive Desmond Ritter post dude came in and said he was going to spit on her daughter damn I mean, like, what the fuck? fuck. Seriously? What? Yes. Yes. And, like, I mean, yeah, just insane, man. Like, so, like, like, why are
2: you making that personal? That's exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now, if somebody came in my family, then we have a little different uh, discussion. But, I mean, again,
2: but but even then, I'm like, oh boy, I'm 6'3, 215. I wish you would. Exactly. 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 Uh, I'm not moving and I'm not scared of you. What's up?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, also some news that came out of Arizona, uh, I guess they're not going to make the, uh, roughing the passer reviewable, which kind of sucks. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, and I but think, it sucks.
2: I, I think the reason for that is they don't want to make the game even longer than it already is. And it, it, that it's, that's a ridiculous, ridiculous rule in regards to everything. My brother, you know, he's old school and he played football like we all did. And it's like, you might as well name it, call it touch football at this particular yep. point. But um, I, I just I had a feeling they weren't going to even play with that at this particular point. Yeah, it's too
0: bad. That's that's the one that you know. I'd, I'd rather see that sometimes rather than some of the other ones that they do review because I mean that's yeah. last year.
2: Yeah, they I mean, end up making having an impact at my big a big impact on the game. Exactly, Brady Jarrett. Oh my! You yeah. know what? Mm-hmm. Not going mean, to even go there. Yeah. Yep.
0: yep. I mean, Grady, we'll Chris Jones last year. I mean, like, yeah. You know, yeah. There's only so many things you can do, man. You can't was, just, you can't defy gravity. That's one thing we haven't figured was, out was, yet. I
2: was pissed for Chris on that one. I'm right? Like, mm-hmm. What?
0: Yeah. It made no damn sense whatsoever, man. Lord Huston, what's up, Lord, buddy? Lord, what up? He said, new to this podcast. Hey, man, welcome in, buddy. Nice welcome to have man. you,
1: buddy. Come on back. Miss Carissa, what's happening? Miss Carissa, what's up?
0: James, what's going on? James. Oh, yeah, she, 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 hey, we appreciate it. Right and you will. Absolutely, yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, JJ the great, what's happening, brother? Good to see you, man. I'm glad you can catch a live tonight, man. And uh, let's see. JJ said, Not sure if y'all already talked about it, but how do y'all feel about Thursday night games able to be flexed now? Yeah, uh, what you say, buddy?
2: I don't like it, me either, because. When you're dealing with, first of all, you're just piling on to the players. You already add an additional game to the season. Yep. Now you're flexing crazy night football games. You guys are putting the players through entirely too much right now. Mm-hmm. And it's all for the buck. Oh, 100%. See what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. That's- yeah,
0: same, very same reasons, man. Uh, I, I totally agree. All right. Mike has a little special uh, thing for you, buddy. How about
1: So, you know, if I had to get you, we got you on the show. Now we gotta get you on the show. You know what I'm saying? So we got a game called Glaze a Ablaze. You know what I mean? <laughs> Glaze Blaze. What I'ma do is I'ma just spit off some rapid fire questions to you. You try to answer them with the first thing that come off to your head, okay? Your opinion matters, buddy. It's a weighted opinion, so we care. So we wanna know, the people wanna know. Now, first question, here we go. Glaze a Ablaze, number one. If Ritter works out, would the Twitter doubters admit they were wrong?
2: if absolutely not. Why won't they? Because they they would rather be right than to win. Period.
1: Jesus, Mm -hmm. now that's a quotable. You will rather be right than win. It's a lot of y'all. I hate you. Now, okay, (laughs) Blaze. Here we go. Blaze or Blaze. You have to rock one of these jerseys. You have no choice. You have to pick one of three. It's a former Falcon. Do you wear the Matt Ryan Colts jersey? Do you wear the Calvin Ridley Jaguars zero jersey or the Julio Jones Tampa Bay jersey? You have to wear one
2: Calvin Ridley, the zero jersey Ooh! for the Jaguars. I gotta cop it, I gotta cop it.
1: Gotta get the Calvin Ridley because that, that thing is fire. It really that's, really the yeah. boys, that's gonna be nasty. Look, okay. I'm
2: actually thinking about buying it right now. Go ahead. See, there you go. I love it. Okay, I got one. Um,
1: now i need you to you are commonly known as the most rational man on twitter okay i need you to take a topic that fans are irrational about on twitter and just make the glaze ablaze rational argument to the twitter
2: fans go desmond ritter he's trash he's ass he's mid okay first and foremost Ritter's only played four games up to this particular point, and he's improved in every single game that he played. First and foremost, that's that's the first thing. Second thing, he has deserved and earned a chance at winning the spot. And now that he has it, he has a chance and and deserves to to keep it. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? They believe in him for reasons that none of you know. (laughs) None of you know. And for, the that, for those of you that say you watch film on him, you can't possibly have done that. Mm-hmm. Because if you did, you would see a lot about this man, this grown man with a family, by the way, and his maturity to know that he has natural leadership skills, and that's why they love him so much. You know what else? He may not be as talented as Lamar Jackson. He might not be as talented as some of these Q, other QBs that are coming through the league. But you know what? I guarantee you, I'd bet money him that the ones that have being drafted this year and the ones that he was drafted last year will not outwork him, mm. period.
1: I agree, I agree with that. I think John
2: agreed with that, yeah. He's oh, yeah. competitive, the team follows him and he's only 23, 22 years old and they listen to him, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And he carries himself the way a man should. The- that goes a long way in the pro game. You can have all the speed in the world, you can have the biggest arm in the world. But if you don't have the mentality, the maturity, and the leadership qualities, you will not make it. Talk to him, especially Period. at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, at the quarterback position. I so Glaze, all that glaze. stuff that you're talking about.
1: What is the best spot for Aaron Rodgers to land?
2: The Jets. He, he, he should, be, he'll be better at the Jets. Now, Because and the reason why I say that is because of how the team is set up as it is right now. Okay. Because initially, I said that Lamar Jackson would probably be a good, you know, he would be, a, you know, a good option for the Jets. But now that they're kind of gone all the way in with Aaron Rodgers.
3: Huh?
2: That's the place for him to go, because right now they're built. Okay. To win now, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: you know, they, they've gotten they've gotten they've gotten a, <laughs> a bunch of new receiving options. They have a good young defense. All they need is a signal call to lead the way. Mm-hmm. The so Eric can go in do his job and they should at least be in the playoffs and be in competing and considering he's on the twilight of his career that's the best spot for him right now
1: you heard it here first jet okay glazer blaze the best spot for odell beckham
2: oh that's a good one um honestly i think he'd be better off going back to the jackins come on glazer blaze why why you say that because because, you know, Daniel Jones, while he does have some weapons, Daniel Jones, I can't say he's worth the, the contract that he's got. And if oh. the Giants want to win with the ball, I think you think having somebody like Odell Beckham, as sure-handed as he is and such a big play threat that he is, he makes Daniel Jones look good.
1: You, that's true. That's true.
2: So if you want to take the next step with the Giants and moving forward on the offensive side of the ball, to me to me he's a good puzzle piece for that system for the ball because i think he just goes in and in place now the one place i think he shouldn't go is dallas don't 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 mm. Mm. don't even touch dallas but that's that's a different story Bro, he
1: anymore. says and obj to the giants
2: yeah I think he would be a good fit for the Giants. Mm
1: -hmm. I got another one, Glazer Blaze. Name me a 90s rapper that you wish the kids today could hear in a prime. That if the 90s rapper was in his prime, you wish the people of today, the kids today, could
2: hear this rapper in his prime. You know, I'm always going back and forth on the 90s rappers, but for this purpose, it has to be Tupac Shakur.
1: No! yeah,
2: You said it right. It has to be Tupac. It has to be Tupac because tupac when he as a lyricist tupac he was i mean he was a he was a poet and if you really paid attention to what he said you'd have to be like wait a minute what did he just say i mean we rewind that because that was deep he was way beyond himself Mm -hmm. in the 90s and these hip-hop artists now can't touch him oh they can't even remotely touch him the kids need to hear him and it's so funny i think about that you brought that i'm thinking like i'm like i'm sounding like my pops you do don't, don't know anything i've known damn hip-hop let me tell you about some hip-hop <laughs> but for yeah. me it's got to be tupac, tupac.
1: Be. i love it all right glazer blaze you have unlimited ingredients i mean unlimited ingredients make us a bussin bussin glazer blaze sandwich Ooh.
2: let me see um i got some some sliced turkey all right. Provolone cheese. Okay. Bacon. Got to have the bacon. Okay. Um, a mix of spinach and lettuce on top, thinly sliced tomatoes, Ooh. mayo, and some and some spicy mustard on top of that. Smack that thing together and buzz and bust. What type of bread are we using? Oh, for me, I like the honey wheat or sourdough. Oh. The sourdough's great. super underrated, by the way. Glazer okay. Blaze
1: sandwich. Y'all got to try that sandwich. Okay, Glazer Blaze. I got one. Are the Buffalo Bills, good as we think they are, 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 are they the same as the Bills from the 90s? Are they going to get to the playoffs a bunch of times and then slide on down that hill?
2: Which one is you? I got to be honest with you. I To me, the Buffalo Bills have hit a wall. Um, They are a playoff team, but they're not a championship caliber team. You say I. I. You, yeah, I just said that. Um, there, they, there's to me, they have the pieces. They have some the pieces necessary to be a playoff team, but you have to start asking yourself at this particular point, do if they have the big play mentality, can they rise to the occasion because mm-hmm. they have yet to really do that. Now with Jim Kelly and the in the Bills of the nineties, that first Super Bowl they lost, they should have won. Man, <laughs> yeah. That was on my the birthday. First one actually. they lost; they should have oh, won. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, yeah. and to me, that started to that started the the decline for them. I think that one right there was it hurt them so much that they really didn't fully recover from it. Because, I mean, you can't you miss a you can't miss a field goal like that. Mm-hmm. You just nah. so for me, I felt like for that team is that team to me was better. They just shouldn't have lost that first Super Bowl that they mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. But I don't that as, as this team is right now, this Buffalo Bills team is not a Super Bowl team.
1: It's Damn! A- now that's a hot take. You said not. No, not even a. You heard it here first, Glazer Blaze. The I got, got two team, more for you. I got two more Bells, for you. Not, continue, continue. Michael Jordan in his prime against Kobe Bryant in his prime, one on one, Glazer Blaze. Who's getting
2: the W? That's a tough one, and I'm going to tell you why. They're like mirror images of each other.
1: I know, and and <laughs> that's why I'm asking you the question. They got
2: same moves, everything. It, put it to you this way: in a best of seven series, this is going seven. seven, but Jordan was crafty enough to pull it out.
1: Mm, okay. But it, but but it's
2: going seven. It's going, it's going seven. I think it's going. Oh, 7. Oh, it's going seven. Yeah. <laughs> With no, those John two, it's, it's, going, it's going. And knowing Kobe, Kobe, God rest his soul, Kobe, Kobe would have probably wanted two more after the fact. No, no, doubt. Doubt. no. Yeah. yeah. Now, had you said Joe? Yeah, had you said Jordan and LeBron, that would have been easier. But Jordan and Kobe, that's different.
1: Jordan and Kobe. All right, the last one. I got one for you, Nick Laser Blaze. I've noticed some again. You are the most rational person. You seem calm. You seem like you use flawless logic. So I got a good parenting one for you. Your kid can't sing, but your kid has been practicing for this talent show, and you hear him in the other room. <laughs> you It sounds horrific, right? But they are intent. They confident as they can be. They saying, Dad, it's on Thursday. I'm going to show out in front of the school. Now, you don't want them to be, be embarrassed. You, they father, and you to... But what do you say when they got the outfit? They say, "Dad, I'm going on Thursday. I done practice. I'ma kill it. I crush it. I'm. I'm swear I'ma do good." You are their father. Do you encourage this? Do you do you tell them they trash? How is Glaze ablaze parent in that
2: situation? Okay, so there's a follow-up question after this. Is okay. it a, a little girl or a little boy? Very important.
1: Girl. It's a girl. Very important, it's girl. It's girl. Very important.
2: It's girl. Oh, so that's different. Oh, Mm. um
1: and she uh, 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 but she thinks she beyond be ooh. honest
2: oh uh, uh uh baby um um oh that's that's tough because you don't want to disappoint them but you also want them to go up there and get booed off stage not,
1: so this is what you do you are the most rational calm person on twitter so what type of advice you giving?
2: okay I really encourage you to go up there and give it your all, but understand that this may not be the career that you ultimately end up with.
1: Now, that's good parenting, man. I like it. I like Look, let me tell you what he what he is like in like you know, in like person form. You know, like the little gas that they stick in your arm when you get caught like doing a crime and they putting you to death. That's what he is. He's gonna kill you in a very gradual, subtle way, in the <laughs> kindest, most sweetest way. He's still gonna murder you. I love oh. it. Great turn. I love it, buddy. Glaze the blade. Give him a hand. Hilarious. Thank
0: you. Man. Thank you. you. Got uh, it. Very what's going <laughs> on? Said, Hey, Mike, John, Ev in the chat. Sorry I'm late. Decided to get a facial last Hey, it's okay. Opening a up I'm Relaxing, but cut into my time with y'all. It's okay. You can go, go back. Oh, I'm honored. It's all good. You gotta
2: Absolutely. take care of you. Do you think?
0: <clears throat> Lord, said, I've done oh, a side by side comparison, Ritter uh-oh. and Lamar's last four games, uh-oh. and they were very similar in passing uh-oh. and rushing.
2: Man, don't hey, be careful, don't you man. get nothing started up in the mm, air because yeah. you know. Mm, okay, so speaking of uh, speaking
0: facts. Miss B nice said, y'all got a lot of
2: confidence and optimism. I hope you're right. What? Well, it's and, not even about that. You know, it's about for me again. When it comes to Ritter, everybody is so. It's not. I tell a lot of people this. Ritter is a true victim. Of the type of quarterback that's in play in this in this current time frame, if Ritter was a, a, a college prospect back in the Matt Ryan days, he's oh, yeah. a he's a surefire first round pick, yes. without question. Mm-hmm. But because of now, everybody uh, you know, everybody's just you know they love the you know the Anthony Richardson's. I mean, the dude is a, a straight up beast of an athlete,
3: mm-hmm. and he has a
2: cannon of an arm. So, so now Ritter is in that, you know, he, he's in that area. And I got to be honest with you. Last year, when I wrote a scouting report on Ritter, I even said it: Ritter is good from the neck up, but he's just not going to wow you with any of his physical traits. Mm-hmm. He's a good athlete. He can. He, he has a. He has a pro ready arm. He doesn't have the best arm, and he's not the best athlete. And I think that's why people kind of downplay him so much, because when you put him against people like Malik Willis, now think about this Malik Willis. I mean, dudes, I mean, he's stacked, he's built, he's fast and he's just a, he's a highly reel. Mm-hmm. Now that being stated, his, his ceiling is much, much higher because of all his physical traits, mm-hmm. but his floor could be much, much lower. That's, and yeah. for somebody like him, All of it has to come together in the pro game. For Ritter, what's so good about Ritter at this particular point is you know what you're getting from a work aspect. You know what you're getting from a maturity aspect already. And that's half the battle when you talk about kids being professionals. That's a big thing, especially at the quarterback position. A lot of people don't think about that. You know, Mm -hmm. even with Michael Vick, Michael Vick was the most elite athlete on the field when he played. But maturity was a, was a factor for him, mm-hmm. and it ended up and it ended up rearing, rearing its ugly head. So when you think about these quarterbacks, I just want people to think about the overall picture. Yeah, he has a cannon of an arm. Yeah, he's an athlete. Yeah, he makes splash plays. Richardson, he'll run for a 65, five, seven yard touchdown. But the question you have to ask yourself is, what happens when he gets the money in his pocket? Mm-hmm. What happens when he's a millionaire? What happens when he goes into that locker room and football is all – that is? Football is all he has. He doesn't have to go to class. He has to do this. He doesn't have a structure per se outside of OTAs. Everything he does, he has to do on his own. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to push him. Nobody's going to hold his hand. Is he going to have to drive to be that good player? And that much we know about Ritter. We know Ritter is going to be competitive. We know Ritter has leadership qualities. You know Ritter's going to be the first person in the building and the last person out.
3: You mm-hmm.
2: know he's going to work on his game relentlessly, and now all he has is his family and football. So you know he's going to put the time in. All of this we actually physically know about Ritter, which is why I will always say Ridd will be just—he will be just fine as a pro. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I am—that I am completely sure of. Yeah,
0: man. And we said on the show—I don't know how many times. I mean, like, and the QB position itself is the hardest one to project to the next level. So yep. when you have when you have a guy that's got the intangibles. That's what you bet on. If he's got the athletic traits, then you bet on the guy that's got the intangibles that, you know, not everybody's going to have. So he's already, he comes with them already. So it's just a matter of him putting it together on the field. How quickly can he process what he sees in front of him? How quickly can he make the right reads all that stuff on a more consistent basis when he does that. And also, talked about it last week, Mike, and we, uh, we did a show, we did an entire show on quarterbacks because it was, mm-hmm. you, you know, I yep. got the show that talk got this insane. Right. And so we,
1: I would love that show. It would, yeah. We should have on that
0: one. Yeah. But it was, I mean, you, you look at the, around the league. So there's, there's, there's 19 uh, first round quarterbacks in the league. So just over half um, and all varying degrees of success. Obviously we, we know that by looking at them um, and what they've done. So, you, it's number. It's, obviously it's hard to project, but it's also what situation do they end up in? So right. Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. we talked about last week. I mean, like, come on now. I mean, he, Shanahan's offense, perfect fit, apparently, because mm-hmm. he was fantastic. So you can't tell me that every team was dumb enough to miss on this guy. No, mm-hmm. he, he, he fell into a great situation. So, and like in our offense, I mean, look how we're building this offense. And that's what I planned on talking about tonight, to be honest with you. We were talking about how the offense was going to – uh might look what the offense might look like going into the next season. And we still, we still will, but with these, uh, changes that happened over the, you know, after bitter being named the starter and Calais coming off, it changed the show a little bit, but, um, with those additions that we're adding, um, it takes a lot less off of, of uh, so we are like, he didn't have to, he didn't have to be
2: the guy. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I have this, I have this mentality when it comes to first run quarterbacks. And especially if you're drafted in the top 10 and from a schematic point of view, If I'm drafting you in the top 10, that means that you can you can actually work in virtually any scheme that I put you in. Mm -hmm. You are scheme versatile as a QB. That's why you are a top 10 or a top five pick. And if you're not that you're not supposed to be picked in the top 10. Mm -hmm. So when I think about playing people like Ritter and I think for me, I even mentioned it in my scouting report. I was like, I don't love Ritter. I hate Ritter as a first round first round pick because he's scheme specific mm-hmm. let's be real about it oh yeah i i could have tolerated him as a second round pick which is what i thought he was going to be but i absolutely loved him as a third round pick because he can thrive in the scheme and the system that author uh, that author smith has and sometimes it's more about fit than anything mm-hmm. nobody talks about that
3: mm-hmm.
2: like i said when you when you get a first round qb in the top 10 you expect them to thrive in any schemes you throw at them. Mm-hmm. That you know, any QB up that high is scheme versatile, period. Or or supposed to be. <laughs> it Just doesn't always work out that way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always work out that way, but they're supposed to be scheme versatile. So when I when I when I hear it, and people talk about the first round thing, yeah. If you're drafted in the first five picks, top 10, you should be scheme versatile as a not only as a, a player in general but a QB especially that means I can drop you in any team in any situation and you're gonna come out and thrive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: That's how sure I am about you that I'm drafting you in the top five. That's why when I say when people draft these quarterbacks in the top five, you better be sure. Mm-hmm. You better love that prospect because you're you're betting your career on it.
1: You betting your career on it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. With Ritter, and that's another thing. People talking about, oh, this is a huge risk, putting Ritter as a starter. No, it's not. Why? Why is it all of a sudden a big risk that you're putting a third round pick, and as a starter, after he's proven to the coaching staff that he can handle the duties? That's not a risk. A risk would have been picking Ritter at the top ten last year, and then throwing him in as a starter because at that particular point, your career is on the line. Mm-hmm. He has to work at that point. Now, because now because of his draft status because the when they picked him if he works out great you have your quarterback for the next 3 4 years before you have to pay him if he doesn't you can go back to the well because now you have your team
1: a uh, glaze i think he put this on twitter and i think he worded it perfectly he was saying that um it is not the it's not the end all be all for real. like it's either him or nothing he'll get a shot he just going to get a shot to do it he That's may it. just going to get a fair shot to do it. That's all anybody's saying. The man, man. is, f- I think that we would all be lying. If, if somebody say, I know he going to kill it because right, even man, right, man, man, I'm out of my fucking mind and I don't know he going to kill it. And I tell you like a goat was going to kill it. If we had a, a goat <laughs> in a Jersey, I would tell you we was going to win. So I say anything, but even I'm not sure. So I think that all anyone is saying is the man deserves a whole, a chance. Like, like he said, Please. now it ain't no uh, He's not a rookie. He don't got to go through that. He's not in college. He ain't
2: studying. It's
1: just football with a whole yeah. offseason and some weapons. We just want to see. That's all we say. Mm-hmm.
2: And what's interesting about it is uh, the negativity surrounding it. it is just weird to me. And if I defend it, all of a sudden, I'm a, what do they call it? The Desbian or whatever the, oh, yeah. the, yeah. That, whatever the new crap these kids are coming up with. Yeah, I said kids because the only kids that will come up with crap like that. <laughs> Just because here, here's here's how I roll. Like I said, I'm number, I'm really rational. I'm going to give you a shot until you prove to me that you don't deserve it anymore. Yeah, that's just how I roll. We don't know what he's going to be at the pro level. Nope. Not yet, anyway. Mm-hmm. So just sit back and support him. How hard is that? You would you, think you're a fan, right? It's your right. team. all right. That's one. what he, he said thing. earlier
1: that there are fans who would like rather be right, right. than win
2: hmm that's and it's the awesome. truth this is yeah, this is awesome. this is a very very true story i'm about to tell you there's a, a guy of course i won't mention him he he's not a fan of ritter at all and i you know i said it was fine because i mean we all have our you know what we like and what we don't like in regards to qb prospects and that's completely fine to have your, your opinion about that and it's cool this is not a joke his first game <laughs> every time it made a respect see i told you he wasn't it and then favorite. all of a sudden he scrambles on a fourth down play and gets the first down. This is not a joke. All you saw was good play. Period. On his yeah. tweet,
1: mm-hmm. so you minimize those, yeah. right?
2: So it's like, what what is it costing you? This is the to same give, the kind of shot, give him his props yeah. when he does a good job at something. Mm-hmm. What? Why does it always have to be okay? I said he was. I was right about him when I watched film, and I need. I need to be right. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. Now, another big one, this man has played four games on a truncated rookie season, and I know how the rookie season goes. I've seen it. The offseason, you deal with the combine. You deal with timing, you know, you're getting your 40 time right. Interviewing with multiple, multiple, multiple teams. Top 30 visits. The draft. When the draft is over, meeting your teammates, meeting your team, getting your playbook. Playbook learning your playbook, learning your teammates. You go through of. all of that. You go through all of that. And then on top of everything else, and this is this is the part that's funny to me. People don't understand that when, during the season, season practices aren't like training camp. It's completely different. It's completely different. They're game planning in the middle of the week. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Reuter was the scout team QB. What that means is, Use the QB that they were using for the opponents, so the defense could, you know, prepare for the following for the following game. And after four games, this is not a joke. Really looks just like he did in Cincinnati. How was he supposed to look? Seriously, mm-hmm. he's a rookie on a truncated rookie season. What did you expect to see his first year? That Was going to be so much better than what you saw in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I somebody make that make sense to me. I just that that one was like, Are you really serious right now? Did you really? And you know what's funny? You know how sometimes you can talk to people and you can things can come out of your mouth, and you go, like, Oh, wait a minute, that wasn't smart. Let me back that up. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that I didn't mean to say that. On Twitter, you get to type it, you get to look at it before you <laughs> send it. So you actually you actually contemplated and looked at that before you sent it. And you thought you were smart in saying it. And I'm thinking, really? That's how you're going to do this? He was not going to look any different than he did in Cincinnati. He yeah. hasn't had time to work on his game yet. He's a rookie. You gotta, and that tells you that people aren't giving this kid a chance. Mm-hmm. That and tells was you a, right there.
0: And if there was a game on the schedule, I would have said, I don't want him to start that game. It would have been in,
2: in, in, in New Orleans yeah. Yeah. later in the season. I was, I was like, that's tough. Yes, <laughs> you know that's a that's a horrible that's a pretty bad situation to be put in, mm-hmm. and he handled it with class. Yeah. I mean, he did. Yeah, whether yeah, you like uh, him or you hate him, you had to respect the way he handled that game. Yeah, regardless yeah. of the you know turn turnout on it. Yeah, so, I mean,
0: and, and, and I love Drake, but and, you know, that drama. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you never know. You
2: never right. So, no, so, I mean, so for me, I'm not on. real I'm not on really side. Like I said, I was indifferent to him when I actually did a scouting report on him, mm-hmm. but. He deserves his shot, period. Mm-hmm. And whether you like him or hate him, and you, whether you like the situation or hate the situation that he's in right now, that he's actually the starter and he's been named a starter, is irrelevant. Yeah. He's only played four games. Let the man play the season first yeah. before you decide to we gotta uh, see. crucify him. You gotta yeah. See. Yeah, we got to see. And what's even worse about it is the man hadn't even thrown a pick yet. He flirted with it that first mm-hmm. game. Oh, sure which did. Which yeah. it would have been totally cool if he had, but he didn't even throw the pick just wait till he throws one mm-hmm. oh yeah oh the oh pitch. man watch watch so as he throws that first pick it watch is gone get him out of there he yeah. sucks he's ass put somebody else in there you mm-hmm. might as well get ready for it
0: it's coming oh yeah well the, the, the music going to stay on so that's not really going yeah. But i mean it's just easier um but i mean yeah I, same thing man and i mean with uh and I said yesterday on the reaction video that we did when when that uh, I did when Arthur was named in the starter. I mean, out of if look, uh, we're just fans, man. Like we don't make the decisions. We're either you're fans of the team or you're not. Like we don't know what goes on behind the closed doors, or the conversations mm-hmm. they've had. We don't know what they see in practice or outside of outside of the football field. We don't know any of that stuff. We're just going off what we see as fans. So as a fan, I'm gonna I'm gonna expect them to do their job, and I'm gonna support what they. Yeah. Like Carrie just said, you know, Arthur named him QB1, so I think people should support him. Yeah, if you're a fan of the team, you should support him, whether you like mm-hmm. the decision or not. There's been decisions made over the season. Dude, look, we, all yeah. three of us have been fans since 1999. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of decisions I know that three of us have not liked in the course yeah. of that time, right? But we've yeah. still been fans of the team, and I still I – didn't, I didn't like Marcus, man, but I wanted to, I him to do good, mm-hmm. and I was reading for him of every course. week. And, then, and he did, it didn't work out. So like, I, I get it, man. Like it's, you know, and yeah, same thing. But we just don't have enough to see it. If he works, not great. Like you said, Ev, it's a third round quarterback, he's our guy, if we don't, okay. We may have a good, a good backup, which is still a great
2: value for a third round quarterback. Yeah. So, and I mean, I an mean, absolute floor is a good backup. His absolute exactly. floor is a good backup, period. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And you still have to be a fan. If if y'all don't think I was furious when they let Matty Ice go, oh, I wanted right. to burn the stadium down. <laughs> I was going to get an oil can and walk around Mercedes-Benz. You calm yourself down. I love my Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to rock with them regardless. Yeah. So he Perry that, that she I'm sorry, She says you know that, I hope when I come on, Mike asks me about my sandwich order or just food questions in
2: general.
1: <laughs> There's one thing about me I like to eat. My nah, kind of girl, right it. there. Absolutely. Uh, Lord said, said, make sure you- know y'all screenshot some of these anti-Ritter tweets for when he starts turning them into believers. Yeah.
2: But you know what? You know what's interesting about that is, for Ritter, I, I'm just giving the kid a shot. He said, I mean, "Ev is on fire tonight." That's what my man Jordan said. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate <laughs> it, homie. But it just did. It's like, I mean give the man a shot. That's, that's mm-hmm. I mean, how hard is that for you? I mean, it mm-hmm. can't be that. Because I remember back in the day, I had to talk myself into some decisions. I remember when Dimitrov in the third round drafted Desmond Southward. Yes. <laughs> I yes. didn't know who that was. Damn it. Yes. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Who? I had to look this dude up because I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so he's fast. I mean, it, it well, might, that, might work. Well, that was, <laughs> I was talking yeah. myself into everything, son. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> It may work, So I mean, when I think about all this stuff now, like the Marge thing, they called one guy—not not a joke—he called Terry Fontenot a clown because he didn't go after Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it i it's stuff like that. It's like, yeah. bro, for real. Again, I and I have to I have to keep repeating this: Lamar Jackson isn't available. Think mm-hmm. it, and what what what's messed up about me about this to me is. Oh, now the media's talking about something they should, you know, put in an office. Oh, so basically, if I'm fun, I'm going to be the angry black man for fond. No, I'm going to say it right now. So let me tell you. So basically what you're telling me, you want me to make the attempt so you can feel better about where I'm going with my plan? Hell no. You want me I am not about cool. to put myself through an office sheet just for Baltimore to match it and put myself on hold just to make you feel better about where mm-hmm. my direction is with this team is going. Mm-hmm. You don't pay my freaking mm-hmm. salary. Get out of my face with that. Mm-hmm. I'm Not making an attempt. Are you Are you joking right now? Who wants to make an attempt? No one in Baltimore is sitting in the background saying, hmm, "If that can work, I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and ask that bad boy and call it a day." No. It's just that. It, the, and if you follow that, that to... logic,
1: try to get Beyonce from Jay Z. Just you know, just try. <laughs> I'm just, just, just try to saying. Make an <laughs>
2: hey, it might work. It might not. It may work. You don't. If you don't give it a shot, I don't think you're serious, bro. There you go. (laughs) You don't want it if you don't give it a shot.
1: So here's what Curry said. She said, I'm supporting my QB number one. But never call me. <laughs>
2: okay, don't call me. <laughs> Yo, they made that up on Twitter. I don't even know where that came it, from.
0: That uh, I, I think I saw Ritter Rider as well. That's another one. I've not seen that's it. A, Rider. wow.
2: Okay, yeah. you know, then I'm starting to question these people and what you know what they do for a living if they're coming up with names like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, man. You go from Desmond oh. to a Ritter Rider, seriously? <laughs> mm. So
1: exactly right. it's, it's the with the planski
2: Oh, what's, what's up? On, you doing, buddy? What's up, Adam? What's good, y'all? You know, me, but yeah, I just that that whole thing. I just, I don't, yeah, I desbian and all that other kinds of, just because I'm giving the man a chance. I'm riding his coattails, man. Get yeah. out of here with that. Yeah, I mean,
3: mean, it's it's fun, fun. Last I
2: checked, man, we're friends of the Falcons, so we would like mm-hmm. our quarterback to do well. I just mm-hmm. I want the young brother to, to work out. I mean, oh, there's yeah. nothing
0: wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. Why would you not? You get a cheap-ass right. quarterback
2: for, like, three or four years. I mean, like, why would right. you not well, want that to work? Like, Look, what what they expect me to do, go to the stadium with, a like, a Falcon shirt with an X on it with the bag over my head because Desire is the starter? Oh, mm-hmm. give right. Me give me a break, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, ridiculous. It's So,
0: <laughs> man, all right. So, free agency, obviously, man, we've all, you know, it's been going nuts, man. So, yeah. uh, Football Outsiders gave us a solid D+. Plus,
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, – <laughs> I thought and, that was funny, by the way. He said a D or a D. A D. B, a D, D plus. plus. As in dog, yeah.
1: Oh, that's outrageous. Yeah.
0: And then if y'all saw the uh, tweet by uh, Seth um, Walters from ESPN. Uh, and Mike, did you see this, buddy? No. Okay, this is good then. Um, the Falcons have had a pretty rough offseason so far, in my opinion. Oh, I saw that one. Overpaid Lindstrom. Yeah. Brought back McGarry despite past pro struggles. Overpaid on your motto. Paid sticker price for Bates when safety market was cheap, rolling with Ritter Heineken instead of thus far trying to land Lamar. That sounds like someone who has no idea
2: what we're doing in Atlanta. But I just I, I mean No idea. I, I, I just laugh at that kind of stuff because I mean they are really hurt that we didn't go after Lamar. Really? Bad. Again, I'll say really it, I'll better. say it one more time. Yeah. So basically what you're telling me is I need to make the attempt to make you guys feel better about mm-hmm. my offseason No. I refuse. Y'all can talk, you can say what you want to say. I'm not going to put myself through all that crap just to make you guys feel better, give me a positive review. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. So, forget
1: And I that. don't know how how they say that man ain't cooking. I don't know. How are you not?
0: Well, so Sam, they don't understand. They, they, nobody takes the time. They just see. They look yeah, at no, it. No. They, dude, and CBS Sports said Matt Collins was our best free agent signing. That's CBS Sports, though. No, they're dumb as hell, yeah. They, especially <laughs> when, it, especially <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to Atlanta football. Like, dumb as yeah. hell. But, on. like. I was like, come on, man. I'm like but yeah, I mean you if you're gonna be a national media member, then just and you just don't say anything then. If if, if you're you're gonna come on and talk no, about it. Here's
1: the just, shit that really made me mad because I feel like those people could call Dave or they could call Ev and really get some fucking information that would make sense so you understand We talking out your ass and it don't even make logical sense. Like, make lo- how how do you give us a D I mean you even if you hate the Falcons, a D is ridiculous, man, because you could have called Dev, bro, you could have called Savion, you, man, you could have called Ev, you could have called so many qualified people and really got an answer to your motherfucking questions, so fuck you, whoever wrote
2: that. <laughs> I you take what's up, interesting about crazy, it. man, I don't appreciate that shit. I feel you, I feel you, but it's one of those things where you can always tell. It's almost like when people talk about you and they don't know what's going on inside your own house. Yeah. And that's how they're I right. take it. Yeah, and I mean, if they really wanted to know, they could find out. Yeah, but they decide. Right. You know, and, and yeah. it, and it's going to keep coming because, like I said, I said it in the tweet earlier today. They're really butt hurt about us not going after yeah, Lamar Jackson. The media, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, it's they—they they are really. I'm like, they're, they're more they're, hurt than some yeah. of the fans are. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all are bugging over this. Yeah,
0: and, and and shout out to Adam if you're still here, buddy. I'm like, I was listening to um the new millennial new Millennium Falcons podcast by the way shout out those guys they're back Savion Fleet Sean, Hunter all those guys great podcast what Adam was saying on that podcast and it's true like about the safety market there was no other safety that was around him there's like, nope. there there's no there's no, 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 no one on his level no. doesn't even make sense like that just doesn't even make sense
2: so yeah I mean, and if, I mean if you and if you looked at the market overall I mean they it was they the payment that they you know what they the contracts actually were hovering around what the market value was expected to be for the players that they got. It yeah. was, I mean, it may have overshot it by a mill or two, but it was still around the general vicinity. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people are just exacerbating the situation and just you know being a little dramatic over it, and it's not necessary.
1: And of course, you don't understand the plan when he got all the ingredients for spaghetti and you try and make cereal. Of course, you think it don't make no fucking <laughs> sense. But he cooking spaghetti, you gotta know what we're making to understand the ingredients, okay? Right. Be patient. The and McGarry coming together.
0: And McGarry on eleven million. Come you on, man. let me tell you something.
2: That. How was that stupid? Let me let me tell you something. When I saw that, I was like, you know what? I need to go ahead and put a bust for him in Flowery Branch and in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium because I actually thought going out that McGarry's market was going to be between sixteen and eighteen million. That's what we all thought. It was. It was. A, I just thought. I mean, because I just said to myself, "Oh, I know no am paying that." I already knew it. I said, "I said." I, I was like okay, what are we going to do at right tackle? Because McGarry's as good as going at this particular point. I just knew it. Because, first of all, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. They didn't tag, him. So, they already knew, him. yeah, we're not paying you that. Because the fact that they didn't tag him, I already knew, him. oh, yeah, he's gone. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. But, a few days later, that 11 million, 11.5, I think it was, APY, yeah, yeah, I was like, what? No, he didn't just pull that up. Mm-hmm. So, after that alone, I was like, yeah, knows to do that we gotta keep rolling with him because yeah. he was cooking on that one alone. Mm-hmm. Oh big time a, a D is outrageous.
1: Yeah said right. yeah. I was a fan I was a fan that one at Lamar but I'm so cool with theirs. I always root for a Falcon to succeed and be given chances to less ride. Yeah I'm really yeah. I mean that's, well, that's I mean, totally the cool. dumbest yeah. I've seen in a while I know that stuff
2: and that's the way you gotta look at it I mean and I think the biggest thing with Desmond Ritter that is really bothering a lot of people is that the unknown when it mm-hmm. comes to him I mean even Matt Miller he said that you know the fathers don't have a quarterback and to me that's just flat out disrespectful I mean you could say that you don't think they have a good quarterback but they got a quarterback you can at least mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that Ritter is going to be the starter mm-hmm. but I mean it's just the unknown in regards to and and, and that's perfectly fine it's so it's perfectly fine to say we don't know what Ritter is because we don't it's mm-hmm. a fact, but man, you ain't got the you ain't got to drag the brother down it, it, because it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so yeah. Lord, I, saw, man, man I love Shannon Sharp,
1: but he he was wrong. So,
2: man, let me tell you something about Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, um, that was great! Quick, quick, quick story about Shannon Sharp. I had a cousin. He was. I, I we really believed either my uncle Charles that played in the league. We actually believed my cousin Tony. Was the best athlete, the best athlete in the family, and that was saying something. Mm-hmm. His freshman year, he went up against Shannon Sharp, mm. and he said he hit Shannon with everything he had, and Shannon was still standing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> I, believe I believe Shannon it. is a brick wall. Yeah. So, but with all of that stuff, you know, I think a lot of stuff Shannon says, and I don't take it personally. I just think a lot of stuff Shannon said is, is pretty much for you know, for, for shot sure. value. For for, sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's good at that. No, oh, yeah. he's great. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, if you talk to Shannon outside of all of that, he's a really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Dude. So, I mean, I, I didn't take offense to it because I, I know I know how he rolls when it comes to that kind of thing.
1: Dog, I, man, I'm with JJ. He said I can't. I just wish that they can, man, um, and I'm not even saying, man, we got several people that those people should be calling just to ask little questions to, like, like man, Ev, Dave, Ms. Savion, Trey, like, I just wish that they were informed because every time you hear them speak about us, it's always from a place of just total and complete ignorance. Like they don't even know what's going on. And it's but,
2: frustrating. But you know what's interesting about that? And, and I hate to even admit this, but the Falcons right now are at a point where nobody really gives them any credit as a franchise. Because let's be real, it's been a while since they've been relevant. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest with you. I've always believed, honestly, that when when a when a when a manager or a general manager and a, and a head coach come in, then they had and they they were hired for a plan. They should implement it. You either live or die by that plan, or you adjust according to you know as the years pass. What was what me today Dan Quinn was that game against Dallas, the most basic, fundamental stuff they couldn't do and lost that game. At that Dude. point, I was ready for him to go. Because that's some stuff you should never lose a ball game over, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, what? I mean, this is football one on one. You learn this stuff in the pee wee leagues. How do you let that happen,
0: dude? I turned so off that, the TV and walked out.
2: I was, you don't, I, you, don't, you, you, know, don't
0: jump, you don't know not the touch of onside. What the f-
2: yeah? But you know what's funny about it? I was I was more pissed at Matt than the Super Bowl. Out and that that's how that's how because pissed it was off I was about that. And at that point, I was ready for him to go. I was like, mm, bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, oh, let yeah. you, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. That's mm-hmm. where I was with that, at that particular point. But, I mean, like with Fontenot, I mean, you got to let him implement their plan. Let Ritter do his thing. Yep. Let's see where we go. Because right now, I think he's cooking. You know what I I, mean?
1: I smell it cooking. It smell good. I don't yeah. see what he's making, but it smell good.
2: It's so fried good. chicken, collard greens. Yeah. Let me stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it smell real good. I love
2: it. Mm-hmm.
0: Let me so get a plate. Mm-hmm. So man, uh, we're gonna hit two quick things free agency in the draft. Uh, okay. your favorite, your favorite free agent signing so far.
2: I'm dying to hit this one. Yeah. Oh I cried a little bit with Jesse Bates.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I was
2: mm, mm-hmm. yeah. But I gotta say, Calais Campbell. I did not see that one coming. Now the Jason Bates one, I you know, I had rumblings and not the people that I talked to in Atlanta. I kind of, everybody figured that was coming. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't a surprise to me. Calais Campbell one was a surprise. Now, the reason why that's the favorite signing of mine is because it shows me that Terry Fontenot isn't satisfied with what he has up front. And he he, he just keeps pushing it and keeps pushing it and keeps pushing it. And the fact that they taught Calais Campbell to come to the Falcons out of all of the suitors that he had, that's a big thing to me. That's Mm -hmm. huge. So Agreed, it's him, then Jesse Bates. But like I said, I love the Jesse Bates signing, but at the same time, we kind of saw that one coming. Mm-hmm. That one, that one was because my boy Adam, he had been talking about Jesse Bates before I was.
0: Oh yeah. Months and months
2: ago. So, yeah. you know, he was talking about it months and months ago. And it's like, were they listening to Adam when he was talking <laughs> about him? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it just he talked it up so much, and we all started to talk it up to a point where then I started hearing rumors about it. I said, Oh yeah, this that's gonna happen. But the Clay is yes. one. That mm-hmm. one, that one hit me right here, man.
0: Man, I mean, what, what, the leadership, the experience, everything he's going to bring with that, and still being productive at his age, man. Like it's going to be. I mean, you just look. I mean, our twenty twenty two line say, was
2: Grady That's just it. yeah, and you, yeah, and he could because of the depths. Now you have in the defensive line, you could put him on a pitch count, Absolutely. so he can still be effective. Yep, mm-hmm. that's the beauty yeah. of it. So yeah. that's why I, mean, I thought that's that's by far my favorite one so far
0: yeah and it's hilarious I mean that's what I'm saying and then these this that's what makes these grades so hilarious I mean like you look at our D line last year Grady TQ Zoe AK 47 Dalton Horn Anderson Malone look at it now Grady on An- on An- Yamada Campbell AK 47 Malone TQ Zoda like those guys we just added Italian Joe from uh from mm-hmm. yeah from yeah. San Diego so I mean like you know the guys last year that were playing important minutes like way too many important minutes. Yeah. Those guys are pushed back now. They may not even make the squad now. Yep, <laughs> so exactly. I think it's it's going to be like that's and the upgrades are just hilarious. And then what uh, the word the dance you just said? I just said add Tyree Wilson Pop, <laughs> and watch pockets
2: collapse. But you know what? Adam, keep that you know, keep, I'm just saying, man, yo, know, keep that energy because whatever. And I don't know what it is about Adam, but when he starts bringing this stuff up they have the tendency to materialize in some way. I'm so telling keep, you. keep pushing it, dog. Just keep That's pushing it. Politics. Yeah, man. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so when,
0: uh, I think Brian's email asked us what, what he thought or what we thought what they're going to do at eight. Right. So I look, looking at uh, Terry Fondo, had an interview with Toy McElhinney this week and he said a few things um, that were, you know, he, 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 they're never going to tell you everything. They're going to just give you little bits and pieces mm-hmm. and, you know, not really say much, but uh, basically, I uh, just said the base in the in the draft. He wants to be disciplined, right? He doesn't want to make uh, he doesn't want to reach for a need. So, and he said, you know, uh, with the free agency ads, it kind of makes you feel more secure, like you know, like you don't have to go reach for that need mm-hmm. or that you have. Right. Uh, and one thing, you know, and we've talked about this Ed, on the show. Now with Jalen Carter possibly falling and whether he's there or not, you know, is that you know, are well, the Falcons going to pass on him or would they pass on him? And he didn't say – she didn't ask him about that. He didn't say anything about that. But he did say we're all flawed human beings. And, and he said we have to look at, you know, are, are are they really passionate about football? Are they really trying to improve? So that makes you think, like, okay. I mean, like, if if he is there, like, that mistake he made may not be the end-all be-all with it. Well, see,
2: here's the thing that a lot of people have to understand about Jalen Carter. And I've been in a similar situation before. When he showed up at his pro day overweight, and in seemingly a little out of shape there are some things that being waiting for sentence can do to you and and not, not that on top of losing friends that can weigh heavily on you you don't Dude. know if Dude. you're going to be in jail you don't know if they're going to put you on probation you don't know anything at that particular point so honestly how can you be motivated to do anything now that being stated being a professional and showing up at a place that you know you had to perform it's going to look bad however which is why i said that teams are going to have to do the homework with him and talk to him about mm-hmm. his mindset going in and be clear about where he is so i think there are a lot of people when, when a lot of teams talk to him after the fact they're going to find out that that was really what was you know weighing him down and he's you know trying to you know get things better so when you talk about Jalen carter if he's there, and I strongly, strongly doubt it, he's gonna be he's gonna look at it long and hard.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if he gets past Seattle, that's different. Because let's be real, Schneider and 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 Carroll, they don't make any bones about they don't have any filter when it comes to that. If you're a talented individual, we'll get you straight. Come on mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So I don't see him getting past Seattle. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. And I've heard rumblings already that he's not going to be—he's not going to make it past the top ten anyway. So,
0: yeah, I mean, uh-huh. uh, yeah, one hundred percent. We said the same thing on the show before, man. That was probably the worst two months of his life. So yeah. I'm not going to take oh, what yeah. he did the pro day all that seriously because, bottom line, you can't ignore the tape that he put out there, um, you know, film, you and no. And, um, so yeah, it's going to be up to the teams to interview them and see what they think If That's what they, they feel comfortable with them. Then that's gonna, they're gonna take them, you know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, Lord said, I said, they want of Arthur and TF that was giving them three years before I started judging him. And so far, maybe believe more, <clears throat> believe more before that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the through the first two years. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and Terry even alluded to that today. He said, you know, uh, or when he's not today, but when he spoke with uh, Tori, he said, you know, Arthur understood, coming into it that you know this is kind of what the challenges were you had to put together a competitive team on a budget on a very 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 tight budget mm-hmm. um so they were they had to get the right guys in for that so doing what he did and we said it
2: before that's pretty impressive what he could do for those two years mm-hmm. you know what's funny about that and i, I don't not i joke about this all the time you know i have people dming me about asking me what do you think what i think if i was going to do next and i said oh i want this and like oh i want um yandre hopkins and then i'll be happy and I'm like, wait a minute, y'all some greedy ass. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the past two years the Falcons had no money, yeah. none, zero. Now all of a sudden, you they got all the money. You just, y'all just want them to spend every last bit of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Y'all just ungrateful. He's mm-hmm. just brought in Calais Campbell. He brought in Jesse Bates. Y'all just want to be ungrateful, just ask for everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Get everything. Just be just be happy. Stop being greedy. Damn. Tish said. <laughs>
1: Hey y'all, Thomas Dimitrov was really tripping with his contracts and many of his draft picks. He was really crazy. We were in cap space hell. I'm happy with the money moves now, with Terry.
2: Oh, but she, here's the interesting thing about Dimitrov. Dimitrov was the GM for so long for a reason. The reason why he was he was GM for so long is for two specific reasons: the drafting of Matt Ryan. The drafting of Julio Jones. Yeah. Those were the two reasons why he stayed GM as long as he could. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan bought him loads of time. Yeah. So when he sold the farm to get, you know, Julio did as well. But see, demitra's main flaw was the fact that he couldn't draft along the trenches. He was horrible at it. Uh-huh. Terrible. I mean he was oh, really so really bad. bad at it so and then bad. on top of it he going to fa making more crazy moves mm-hmm. he signed tyson jackson and paul Celia to these huge deals Whew. we want to get we want to get tougher and bigger up front mm. okay mm-hmm.
3: mm. hmm.
2: interesting and it just and, and dimitri is so funny what was the there was a special <laughs> that he was on with uh, rich eyes and he was like some guy <laughs> He could shoot you. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he just oh.
1: said he just said he can shoot me and hide the bullet case and Draft that man. Draft Jalen Carter.
2: That's some serious. That that, that yeah. that's some serious love right there. Mm-hmm. You shoot me, mm-hmm. I don't want to be anywhere near you, man. I don't want you on my team. <laughs> okay, who you are? All right, man. So what
0: do you uh, what do you think we're doing today?
2: Well, let's. Uh, I I well, I, we'll get to me in a second. Well, what do you think? Okay. Oh, um, the, well, see, here is the thing. Um, at this particular point, based on what I am hearing. That first overall pick is looking to be a defensive pick. Um, who it is will, it will greatly depend on how the draft falls, because honestly, how Fontenot works based on his, you know, his board and BPA. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm pretty sure. Hey, he man,
1: eye we on need him. some like some inside information that nobody got. Man, you got
2: to <laughs> tell us who we drafting at eight. So I do know they have the eye on players like uh, Tyree Wilson as one. Um okay. Jalen Carter. They are, are absolutely keeping their eye on him. Um I am gonna say something and nobody throw anything at me. But B. John Robinson, they're looking at just throwing it out there. Don't okay. don't chill, just chill. Um, Christian Gonzalez is one. And um I don't know the guy, the guy's name skips me. The uh the corner out of um uh, Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah. And he's and he's he's on that show. Listen, another one that's a surprise that I that I heard not too long ago um was Nolan Smith. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility as well so keep your eye on that because word is that nielsen loves smith Mm -hmm. and um so i mean so ultimately everything kind of points to them going defensive on that eighth overall pick this year as opposed to what they've done years before
1: so so who do you personally want as as just you as
2: an individual me personally who would you take you know i'm gonna tell you something right now if they take christian gonzalez I'm going. I'm going to go live on Twitter and saying a little something. <laughs> yeah. I
1: think I think all of us want you're okay. Yeah.
2: Because I mean, because of his length, his his physicality, and his speed and his athleticism, him as a CB two, mm-hmm. man, across from AJ Terrell. Do you know how sick that is? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. and and based on how he's you know maneuvered through free agency, to me that would just be like a nice little cap at the top of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then that defense, especially the secondary, is looking really, really lethal for quite some time.
1: With so, Bates and Gonzalez, Kerry said, "Gonzalez, me please. He can be the first Falcon away win number zero.
2: And, and I personally believe, and I think Adam agrees with me. Um, bringing in Bates is going to make Richie Grant so much, so mm-hmm. much better.
1: He' gonna get to play up.
2: Yeah, he's, I mean, he's gonna be able to play in the blocks. He can play a robber role. He can easily, he can mm-hmm. play better in split safety looks as too. Yeah, you know, so. Having somebody like that as a true center fielder allows Richie to do so much. And honestly, for me, when we think about um, the safety group as a whole, that whole safety group looks better with Bates. In mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. So, I just think Richie Grant's game is going to go all the way up with Bates back there. He's going to be able to do what he does best, and that's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean uh, I've watched a ton on Gonzalez, man. I, I love but just mm-hmm. so damn smooth, so just, just yeah. I, he could easily be a CB one in a year or two. Like he could be that guy, type
2: mm-hmm. of player easily. Um, so, and what yeah. what's to me what's going to really determine how I approach the eighth pick is how picks five through seven go. Right. We mm-hmm. pretty much know how picks one through four are going to go. Mm-hmm. But because Seattle is a is a wild card if anybody can. I mean, they, the reason why they're wild cards is because you know Pete Carroll they love their athletes. Schneider they love their athletes. Yep. So you think about players like Jalen Carter, if Jalen Carter is there, hundred percent I believe they're getting him. I don't see them passing on Jalen Carter by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Yeah. Then, no, I, I, um, I think the stuff that happened with Jalen, as bad as it was, I mean, the fact that it happened this far in advance, they've got plenty of time to, yeah,
2: to talk, to, to, talk, him. talk and, to him. You know, yeah, exactly and and, and, get, and and get where his head is at this particular yep. point. Yeah. Because you know, this guy's about to be a millionaire and they have to know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. John so, yeah. is um Is uh man Gonzalez uh better than Sauce? Because you were a fan of both of those. Is it was and I'm talking about just in the college game. Was he equal to sauce? Is he lesser? Is he better? Kind of, yeah.
0: In the college game. I mean, like they they the thing is they're not thrown at very much in the college game. I mean, like they're really not. I mean, sauce was barely thrown at Gonzalez was barely thrown at. Um, but there's similar, I think. Sauce is probably a little better at like more of a ball hawk type of a, a corner. Okay, okay. Um but but yeah, no, Gonzalez, yeah, they're they're
2: similar. I mean
0: similar, okay. yeah, as far as they're yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I gave Sauce the edge from yeah. a college prospect perspective. Yeah. Or the fact that he was um to me he was he just had better ball skills overall. Yeah. That's okay. um yeah. But Christian, that they're, they're both really good. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. both really good coming out of the So I'm I'm not picky. Bring them. So, Travis, so,
1: so Tra- Travis said the Desmonds better hope the superheroes. Here we go, because if not, the Smokers come. Hey, y'all is so split up. Hey, this is It's like Park and Biggie. Like, man, y'all are crazy. <laughs> so, Travis, I mean,
0: I gotta ask, man. Are you, so, are you you rooting for the team though, right?
1: You're rooting for us to win. That's, right, I'm, that's right? what I'm I
2: getting. At. I mean, hopefully, See, you are. Right? this is what I'm talking about. With some people, just rather be right than have the team win. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for him, but based on what we just saw with this comment, it kind of felt that way. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hope, yeah, I'm saying. I
1: mean, I'll be there saying, <laughs> I will be dancing along to it. Man, Gonzo pair with AJ, G- with AJ and, Terrell. Uh-oh, JJ sitting there. Now, this the lineup. AJ, Bates, and Gonzalez will be a nasty
2: secondary. And, and, you, and you pair that with how and where this front seven is starting to materialize and where they're going. You mm-hmm. start looking at a defense that's pretty star-studded mm-hmm. and that can do some things. And it's, an, and it's an exciting thing because I can't remember the last time we've had a defense that could possibly be a top tier since like, what, 98? Oh, In yeah. the um, yeah. and Chuck Smith days? A long
1: time and, ago, yeah. Yeah,
2: so it's been a long, long time. And people mm-hmm. like bring up, you know, the 2016, 17. No, that's not close to me mm-hmm. based on what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, this game was a little bit different, but I mean, the, the yeah, guy was yeah. bringing this, he was serious as a heart attack talking about, you know, in, in, improving in the pastures and in the trenches. And you would see it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you saw what Grady said at the end of the season. I mean, yeah. I mean, then look what we're doing for him. I mean, Grady's probably like doing a freaking dance every day. To, I mean, oh, like, no, you know, no.
2: Uh, Grady did the Braxton cry. You remember Braxton from the Jamie Foxx? He did the Braxton
3: cry.
2: Oh, yeah. He cried by himself looking at the wall after he saw that. It's like, man. what are they going to help me?
0: Travis said, uh, bring Will Anderson home, man. I, w- I would love that, but there's no way that's going to happen. I don't think. Yeah, Will and Josh past
2: Arizona unless yeah. they decide to. To deal that pick yeah and i don't I, I mean they could they could be shopping it we don't know I yeah but I mean, if no, they, stay, if they stay in pack well oh, anderson's going to arizona
0: yeah nothing nothing would shock me man from what they but what the falcons seemingly shot or surprised me damn near every year so i mean nothing i don't know what to expect and if it's like what victor's staying here how about it be how about Bijan and clark phillips in a second how we cooking so we'll mm. talk about the Bijan thing so no, look we've talked about man. it we've, 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 we've talked about it before man um <laughs> i would not and I would not, I would not not like it because Bijan is a next level type of running back talent. If you want, I mean, it's just, he's magic on the field, man. He really is. So would I do it at eight? Probably not. Would I be pissed off if they get him at eight? I still won't be no because you're getting a ridiculous talent and you throw him into what we have on this offense with Tyler, Drake, Mac, Pitts, Jonu, Scotty Miller now. I mean, my God, dude! Like the things you can do, and we have—we'll you know, probably add another receiver as well. So, no, I'm not going to be upset about it. Now, do I think we can get a running back like Roshon Johnson or Jameer Gibbs later on? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that's possible too. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm but, I, know. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to be mad about it if they happen to pull a the trigger there, just because that dude is another other freaking. Hero.
2: Yeah, but you see, here's the thing, I, I, and I keep saying this: I love Beasley and Robinson. I mean, I have not made that a secret. I mean, I would be dancing in the street if B. John was the, Mm -hmm. you know, the eighth overall pick, but I, I wouldn't be upset if he wasn't. And uh, what I need Falcons fans to understand at this particular point is that what a player with a GM like Fontenot, he's serious about his philosophy. He's serious about going to the best player available according to his board. What that means is it could be anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could literally be anybody. And I, I know people talk about, you know, you know, about the running back position, you know, it's just not a premium position. So why would you spend a top 10 pick on a a, a position that's not a premium position, but people that think that are are not looking at the talent. That's a Bijan Robinson. He can catch the ball out of the back though. You can put him at the, you can put him at the Y, you can put him at the X, you can put him at the Z. You can put this man all over the field and he's going to be effective. That's an offensive weapon. The same, it's the same thing I said about Kyle Pitts. Because I think because they got John L. Smith, you're going to see Kyle Pitts, you know, sometimes going out, you know, in the X or the Z every now and again to go up against corners. Because, you know, when you got John L. Smith, I mean, he's a he's a phenomenal athlete himself. And yeah. Arthur Smith knows how to use him. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see you're going to see, you know, Pitts split out wide mm-hmm. uh, quite often. So for me, with be John. I would just I would just be I'm an offensive guy. So I'd be. I'd be cheesing for three days straight with <laughs> Bijan Robinson Pitt because it's like, you know, I mean, think about it: Bijan Pitts, Drake, oh God, man. John News Smith, what? <laughs> and he has home run potential as well. Oh yeah. All Ritter has to do with that particular point is just be a point guard. Hey, you go out that way, and I'm just going to pitch yep. you to you and just do your thing.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, and they, and
2: they look, and they, and they
0: all run hard. They all run downhill. They all hit you yeah. in the mouth, man. And if you do it, and if you run the ball like Arthur wants to run the ball in the fourth quarter, you've got a fresh. Tyler, a fresh, oh, man. Thank c- you. a fresh, Thank c- you. a fresh CP. I mean, come on. The man. defense is going to be, Oh man. Oh my God, man, you get smashed. So yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no way you, as a fan, you can't be upset by it because you're getting a premier premier talent. And I, and, and that's like, like I told Mike uh, a few weeks ago, I have like, cause Mike's not huge in the college game yet. He just uh-huh. started watching this last year though. Yeah. Um, okay. But, uh, He's the best running back prospect I've seen in I don't even know how long, dude.
2: I mean, like it's easily say different. Say Quinn Barkley to me.
0: Yeah.
2: It, yeah. It, it's been that long. And yeah. I mean his talent is undeniable. His patience, his his contact balance. I mean, there's just so much about this kid. and he's explosive too. He, I mean he can get skinny through, through tight windows when he's when oh, the vision, the patience. This dude is like yeah. he's he's truly legit. He's an offensive weapon, period. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, Arthur, Arthur Smith would have to be drooling unless, you know, Fontenot steps in the oh, up. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would be, I would be ecstatic about it. But like I said, at this particular point, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think there's not a pick that they could make at eight. That would piss me off. That's where I'm at. I don't think there's a pick there. They can think they can make that would piss me off at all mm-hmm. at this particular point because they're in a, such a, a advantageous, advantageous position from a roster perspective. That once they get to the eighth pick, they can pretty much just hit the board and say, oh, okay, this is our best player. Let's go ahead and grab him. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm with that. And
1: I'm we go sure. going to the Super Bowl. Like, that's <laughs> what the part of that that he didn't say, but he wanted to say. Then we go going to the Super Bowl. we we going undefeated. We're going steamroll through the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan come out of retirement in the last game, two-minute drill, Win the Super Bowl out of your falcon mind.
2: There it is. Yeah. The Super Contry, That's a script okay. for your ass right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Super
0: Contra had a great comment here. Can't wait to halfway through the season when all the non-believers convert to desbianity. There we go.
2: We have a new it's one. The, the, it's, it's, you know what you know what I got to be honest. <laughs> to see all of this stuff, especially leading up to the season, is going to be pretty hilarious. Oh, I mean, oh, it, it's going to be it's going to be pretty damn funny. I mean, you got desbianity, you got Despen, you got Ritter Riders. It's just <laughs> going to be funny. It really is.
1: You said, I'm going <laughs> through five stages of grief with drafting B. John, and
2: the draft is a month away. Jeez. But, but you know what's funny? I'll never forget this. Um, The draft draft night, draft day last year, I had somebody tell me. It's like, uh, don't be surprised to see them grab Drake London. Mm. Somebody told me that before the draft even hit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, somebody DM'd me. I was like, I, was like, I could see that. So I put, on, I put a tweet out. I said, people are probably going to be pretty pissed when he found out what the Falcons ended up doing at eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was yeah. so funny when it happened. I mean, the t- <laughs> they win bananas, drink London, what, what? And I was like, yep, told you. Because when I heard that, I was like, I was shocked. But then again, I was like, okay, that does kind of make sense. Because word was, was that if Tibbs made it down to eight, he was going to be the pick. <laughs> but they really yeah. thought that he wasn't getting past. He wasn't getting that far. So Drake London was that guy at eight, you know, and they they knew he was going to be there. He was going to be the first receiver off the board. When I heard that, I was Mm -hmm. like, people are not going to like this. I I really didn't have much of a problem with it, but I just knew some people were going to have a problem. What was funny about it was when they made that pick, wide receivers started coming off the board fast, and they really, really did. So had they waited to round two, they would have been, you know, pretty much getting a a second-tier type guy and it to me it ended up playing better to them to do it the way they oh yeah Mm -hmm. and they
0: got you know him can you imagine how that season would have ended if (laughs) if it's his heart and we'd have like i mean basically no
2: okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the question is what's y'all's thought on um lucas vaness um this dude is incredibly incredibly strong and powerful i i look at this tape and the way he overpowers tackles is ridiculous And he has a fire about him and that that goes with his length and his strength that makes you say, "Okay, this guy is going to be pretty productive at the next level. And I I guarantee you that people, the people that interview him are talking to them and and based on how he is and the drive and his competitiveness. Yeah, there's a reason why um, he's being talked about in the top ten. Because I think he's going to be a stud at the next level. I mean, there's a lot he has to work on, especially from his pass move in his hands, because he doesn't really have, you a, know, a, a, a menu of pass rush moves. No, he's just but, straight. He's just, so, but with his strength yeah. and you know his strength and length, I mean, that's a lot to work with, and you know, and that and that'll get him some places just in his in his rookie year until he develops the rest of that part of his game. So I like the kid. Yeah. Um, um people yes people are going to love him enough to think about him in the top 10 now will he be drafted top 10 i don't know i don't think so
1: i got a question hey i got a good one for you in all the years that you've been watching the falcons give me one atlanta falcon that you believe is criminally underrated that you just watch and you say man man this dude is amazing and we give him his props but we don't give him enough props but we don't give him his props at all
2: but you know what and this this may seem the most common answer but Matt Ryan, man yes and the reason why i bring matt ryan up is nope. a lot of people really don't appreciate the effect that he had on his franchise when he came well, in michael emotional and here's the thing when he came in y'all you guys got to remember what went down you guys remember you remember True, what yeah. went down prior to it all. Oh, yeah. The whole thing with Vic, mm-hmm. that coach that I will not speak his name. <laughs> not allowed to. Not allowed to. You yeah. know what? I have never hated coaches that coach for the Falcons before, but Dude. that one, you yeah. can kick rocks. Absolutely. I, that, I, I'm, with I'm telling you, it's on site if I ever see him in public. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> but after all of that, I mean, the, the, the franchise was in disarray. Mm-hmm. And for Matt Ryan to have the maturity, and the poise to come in the way he did and seize that role and run with it can't be overstated. People don't give his that, that people don't give the man his props for that alone. And and for the and I never understood for the life of me why he why people chose to put him in Michael Vick's shadow. That was the dumbest thing in the world to me because one there are two totally different quarterbacks. Mhm. Two totally different quarterbacks. Yeah, and Matt Ryan was exactly what the Falcons needed he, at that time. The man was rarely hurt. He gave his all on the team every single day, and he got shit for it for the most of his career. And he yep. took it with stride. Mm-hmm. He's yep. criminally underrated, and, and and I say that amongst Falcons fans. Yeah, I'm not even talking well, about. The NFL. Was, oh yeah, yeah. I agree so, with the
1: Falcon fans. So yeah. I
2: mean to me, to me, he's the one that's the, the most criminally underrated out of all of them. Everybody knew Julio was. Everybody, yeah. I mean, that dude was a stud for a long time. Oh, yeah. But you also knew that because of who he was and the, and the physical nature to which he played, there was only a window that who to which that, he was going yeah. to be great before Father Time caught up with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's just the, I mean, that's just the law of nature. He can't be that great for that for very long but with mm-hmm. Matt he did what he did for a very very a long very time.
1: very long. He carried the franchise for a very long time. And I
2: just think I mean people dumped on him and it was it, it was an un, it was justified.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It wasn't even no, remote. If justified. he
1: had a name like a desbian, I would wear it on my shirt. I would y'all could kiss my I would wear it like a jersey, a Ryan Knight. You call me whatever you want.
2: Yeah, but yeah,
1: to me it's him. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. That's a great answer buddy. Yeah. love it, Travis. That's all all found, my buddy.
2: Travis, what up? I mean, you know what? That that's just that's, that's the thing. At the end of the day, I mean, that's it. I mean, and he's only he's only excuse me, he's only played four games, so we don't know mm-hmm. what he is.
3: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. we hey, just I, don't I just know, man. I just I, I choose more. I mean, like you said, have we've seen what well, we've seen. What we've seen, man. And there's only so much you can you can take from that. So, I just choose to be optimistic about it because mm-hmm. you can like the there's guys that spend a
2: whole lot of energy being negative about it. And I just can't even tell you do something. it. Man. Let me tell you something. When I saw Desperate get chewed out by Arthur Smith on the sideline and take it with we a, saw that. I mean, and, and and take it all in his chest and keep it moving, that told we, we me we a lot there. about him. And they told me a lot about his character. <laughs> that, because yeah. Arthur Smith went off. Went I mean, off. he was – I mean, I think he was spitting all in his face when he mm-hmm. was cussing his ass out. And Dude, it was like, yes you, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we, I were got the, we
0: were in a game five rows back, man, right behind him. And right he was in him. his freaking face. And, all, yep. and look, man, Des was looking him in the eye the whole time. So they're going to say, yeah, I
2: got you. And, I got and, you. and to me, let me tell you something. That's huge. That's a really, really, really big thing. That means he's extremely coachable. And he, he, he doesn't think he's above anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the big. And, and the players the said
1: thing. the same thing. Well,
2: And, yeah. and see, and, and I think, and here's the thing about it. You know, when everybody talks about Anthony Richardson or all these new quarterbacks that are coming into the fray, Lamar Jackson. It's easy to get enamored with physical traits. It's easy to get to with speed and athleticism and a big arm. But here's the thing. As a pro, it all has to marry to be a good pro. It has to marry. And I hate to bring this up, but we're gonna talk about it. Big Beasley. Oh, big Beasley. hey, that's a
1: key word on our show. It's a buzzword. Good to he's gonna get up. John hates Big Beasley. <laughs> John don't hate nobody, but John hate.
2: But big listen, people. but but I'm gonna back you on this one. I'm best gonna tell world. you why I'm about to back it. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why I'm backing this because Big right. Beasley, I thought it was the best thing ever that they got him at eighth overall. I never <sighs> forget it. I was like the first big Big Beasley, a phenomenal athlete, an elite athlete, the best athlete of his class. You're right about but that. His problem was he relied on that too heavily. Yeah. In college, if you looked at his tape the speed rushes, the stunts. He was running around tackles and he was using his speed. I tell a lot of people even now, the worst thing that happened to Big Beasley as a pro was when he got into the, when he he became an all pro after getting those 16 and a half sacks that year that they went to the Super Bowl. Was it the the Super Bowl year or was it the? Yeah, the Super Bowl year. I said that was the worst thing to happen to him. You want to know why it was the worst thing to happen to him? Because he felt like he was doing, everything he was doing, he was supposed to be doing and was working. Yeah. When that happened, he wasn't coachable, period. Yeah. Yep. When that happened, you couldn't tell him anything. He just thought that his, you know, athleticism was going to take him. And, you know, and for me, don't even get me started on tech. We're not going to talk yeah. about tech right now. But for me, when when the, you couldn't yell at Vic, you couldn't talk to Vic, he, he would just tune you out. That lets you know right there, he just simply wasn't coachable. And my thing is, if you're going to be a pro, you gotta love it. You gotta love the game if you're going to be a pro at it. It can't just be a passion anymore. You gotta love it because it's your job. And to me, Vic played Vic when, when Vic had to work at it, it stopped being fun for him. Yeah. Yeah. When he realized he had to work for it, it just stopped being fun, and he didn't want to play it anymore. Mm -hmm. So it just got to that point. And what really pissed me off about this, if we could see it, you know, good and damn well. Quinn and Dimitrov could see yeah. it. Yes. And they, they picked up his fifth year option. That was strike one. When they did that, they when they picked up his, his fifth year option, I was ready. I was like, you know what? I need to find another team because this mm. shit right here, <laughs> I don't I, I said if I can see it and I'm watching it on TV, right? They know it. Mm-hmm. And that was Quinn's biggest problem, and it's still his problem to this day. He falls in love with players and he sticks with them through thick and thin. You can't do that in this league. Mm-hmm. He's doing it with tack now. Yeah. He's bringing tack back. Attack mm-hmm. hard played last season. So, with Vic, and I, and I say this to say this at elite athleticism is one thing. Yeah, if you're a great athlete, you have a chance in the NFL, but you can't just use that and think you're going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why when people fall in love with players like Anthony Richardson, or Justin Fields, even. I mean, yeah, they have great traits, and I actually think Justin Fields is going to be a great player in this league. But when you start going off of that alone, you you're going to set yourself up a disappointment. Yeah. yeah Because a great be athlete wrong. does not a great athlete does not equate to a great pro. Mm-hmm. It never does in this league. Mm-hmm. That's why when people talk about Anthony Richardson and his arm and stuff, okay, that's great and all. Yeah. But
1: why <laughs> don't, don't y'all talk about the real pressure issue where the fuck off the jersey <laughs> uh,
2: you know what Adam I've been looking for that every single day I'm waiting for that Jesse Bates 30 to hit because mm-hmm. I'm getting one and I'm waiting to see who's going to win zero I hope it's just Christian Gonzalez and then we all can be happy Yeah, but but that's I've been waiting on that one too but like yeah. I said I mean being in love with an elite athlete is one thing but, I mean, playing in college, I mean, when you play Division One, and Division Two in college, I mean, when you're an athlete like Vic was, Malik Willis, and, you know, these players, Anthony Richardson, you're going to be, you know, leaps and bounds above some of your competition. And mm-hmm. the pros yeah. is not the same. It's you know I mean? If you're to. not working at your craft, you're not going to last long.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. hmm Yep. Lord said, what's one draft that TD failed that TF would slam dunk? Oh, uh, that's a hmm. good question. That's
2: a great question it's i would like to think the 2012? one in 2012 uh, i was about to say 2012 <laughs> yeah. i would think he would have done a lot better in 2012 than to be mm-hmm. did. yeah because that one whew, i said a lot of who that night oh uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah i said that yeah, a that lot was,
1: who, mm-hmm.
2: a lot of research going on that night yeah exactly i, I right. was yeah that was that was a real that was that was laughingly bad. I laughed so I, it, it was so bad. I was so pissed. I was laughing at the end of the night after the you know the draft is over. It was like uh, if
1: Pitts bounces back. Oh, wait a minute. You know what's wait a minute, stop what you're doing. Yeah. That man didn't fall off, he wasn't getting the ball, he didn't stop that. Don't do that. You know
2: Pit to me, Pitts was a victim of the quarterback. Yeah, that's oh, all that 100%. was. Oh yeah. It's It's definitely Miller time. I'm I'm pretty Uh, thinking of Scotty Miller Miller myself. I am too, man. He's a a 4-3 guy, man. This dude is a track star. Forget the 4-3. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy about Scotty Miller? You know how, and I said the same thing about Mac Hollins, but with 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 middle, it's on a totally different level. With um Mac Hollins, people talk about you know his speed, and they say he has okay speed. But see, the difference with Mac Hollins is anybody that's run track now, and I used to run track. you know, there's your start, the drive phase, then you get to your top-end speed. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Miller, he's like that in an instant. He gets—I mean, he eats a cushion in the herd and he stacks the corner so fast <laughs> they don't know what hit him. Nope. And if you look in the backfield even a little bit, if you even think about looking, he's already yeah, past
0: you. Yeah, you're toast. Yeah.
2: So, mm-hmm. so with him, his start and his top-end speed are like second to none. So when his, when so when you give giving him a pre-release it's like committing career suicide for the most part because that you you shouldn't do that yeah and for me matt collins for as big as he is he gets to stop being a top speed. stop i'm sorry top speed in a hurry as well he's just not as fast mm-hmm. once he gets to top speed but he does it in a hurry mm-hmm. he's up because he's in a hurry as well but mac man miller whoo that
1: dude it's a middle <laughs> We man i can't wait on them shirts.
2: A and what's funny about him is when you when you watch miller even when he when he when he breaks down and he comes out of his brakes and when he sinks his hips, he's he's so explosive out of his brakes. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how fast this kid is. And, you know, because a lot of you know, there are a lot of species that are fast, but are not very good at the route running day. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good for you know running those nine routes and those seven routes, you know, you know, regular seven, eight, nine routes, and they, they can do those. Because, you know, all of you, you know, are you either post- on Zacchaeus. Or- all of you all have turned on Zacchaeus. How fast turned on Zacchaeus. Actually, know what what's funny about Zacchaeus was I actually thought they was just gonna work that whole thing out and just pick him up on the back end of things. I Same really there. did. Same here. So that's when they hard. got Miller, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right, man. We're gonna we're gonna end on this one because we've kept that for like two hours. So we're gonna mm-hmm. let him go out of here. But it said, what wide receiver do you think the Falcons shall focus in on later rounds?
2: Hmm. Um that's a very interesting question. Yeah, I mean, there's because I've looked at a lot of them. Yeah, Um, and you know this wide receiver class is pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, there is no true just standout number one receiver, but it's a deep class. Yeah, Um, you can find you can
0: find talent deep in there. I was trying to see who we had uh, picked the other day. So there's we actually our little our mock draft on last week's show. We picked uh, Matt Landers in round seven out of Arkansas.
2: Okay. Big six foot four, yeah. big big dude. Matt uh, like, no, is definitely a North of Smith tackle. Yeah. Shooter. Oh yeah, he fits Absolutely. the bill. Yeah, yeah, he def, definitely does definitely. But it's for me, it just depends uh, on when you talk about the later rounds. It depends on what you're specifically looking for because now, to me, they've kind of thrown a, a bit of a wrench into it when they yeah. pulled when it when they got Miller. Yeah. You know, definitely. we we uh, all yeah. we all said that they needed speed. We all yeah. we all said that they needed speed. I just didn't actually think they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so when they did that now if you're talking about somebody that's working as working as a slot receiver or the wide receiver then you can look at somebody like you know that's kind of reminiscent or you know or, or a speedster in that particular manner um like the 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 wide receiver from but then again he's probably gonna be a day two pick cincinnati mm-hmm. the one that's um um that knows ritter and ritter because i think he's going to be a guy that he to oh, focus oh, on oh on uh day two. tyler tyler scott yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's probably somebody they're looking at. Um, late rounds, like I said, there are just so many. And at that particular point, when you start going into the later rounds, they're going to start looking at receivers at that particular point that can give them some type of special teams value anyway. Yeah, so so then, you yeah. got to think about all of that when you start thinking about focusing on later rounds and wide receivers in later rounds. Um,
0: another, yeah, another one we got was uh, Puka out of BYU uh,
2: in the later rounds. Uh, so that was one that we like popped up, up, up too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possibilities. Does, you know, yeah, that, that that pretty much fits. Um,
1: now, I know I don't know what I'm talking about, but my man is Cole Tucker. He's from northern uh, Illinois. Re- do y'all remember Jordy Nelson? Of course. It's the new Jordy Nelson. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. He's pretty fucking good. But I haven't heard anyone else talking about him, so I'm probably wrong. So I'm going to shut up.
2: <laughs> you know what's funny, but you know what's interesting about that is um, – the, the interesting thing about that is, I mean, they're going to be players that people are drafted that nobody hears of.
1: Because, yeah, you know, when
2: scouts, scouts do this all year, they mm-hmm. don't just, we do this during draft season. Yeah. Right. You know, scouts do this year round. Oh, so there are going to be some people that come out, especially the later rounds that nobody's heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're going to be some, I mean, there have been a few that I've heard. I think last year was the only one of the one of the only years that I heard of every prospect that they drafted. Mm hmm. I, I already looked at. Yeah. But before that, I'd be like, wait a minute, who is that? I don't know. 100 Yeah. Out of North Dakota. I don't, have, Georgia, I don't, have, I don't yeah. have a note on him. Wait a minute. Let me just look at him real quick.
1: Troy Anderson came out of nowhere for everybody. Now,
2: I knew about Troy. Has, I knew see, about Troy. See, that's Ev. See, nobody, yeah. <laughs> but but see Troy, I mean Troy, Troy came out of in Montana State. This dude was everything on that team. Yeah, it was, was hard the to know him the, because, the running right, back, he was everybody. Yeah. So you with him, you were pretty much betting on his traits in his, mm-hmm. his athleticism than anything because he was just completely raw at the linebacker position because mm-hmm. i think he only played that full-time his senior year and you could tell he was raw at it. i mean because with mm-hmm. his spacing how you know how you know and his, you could tell his instincts were lacking because he just hadn't played the position long mm-hmm. you know for me it was one of the things because he's so smart and because he's so driven it's caught and because he's so competitive I felt like his ceiling was going to be really high once the right coach got him and the right coach has him. Yeah. Absolutely. Bush, Absolutely. Right. The right coach has him. So I believe that Troy is going to be – I think he's going to be a monster. Yeah, to me too, him, man.
0: Especially, yeah. Next to L.S. or whoever else they
1: had, yeah, that's going to be – Last that's question. The last question. My man, Av. do we have a window to win a Super Bowl or am I out of my Falcon mind?
2: A window? Right now, no. I do think they have a window in regards to when they should be a playoff team. And that needs to start now. Yep. Okay. Um, the way I see it is now this is just me after the first and second years, both Terry Fontenot and right, exactly. And both Fontenot and office move came into a really, really volatile situation. Not only did they have an aging QB, and an agent wide receiver but they had a cap situation that was absolutely mm-hmm. horrid mm-hmm. so there was a lot that had to be done to just clear this clear the slate and get them to a point where they can actually build the roster the way they want mm-hmm. so to me that was the year to me this is the start of it all okay. to me this is where it starts because you, you had to give no a chance you put the team in a position where they could get the, you know, the quality players and get the the roster the way they wanted to get them. And honestly, I gave them a a, a mulligan on year one because yeah. Fontenot was hired after Smith, so yeah. Fontenot had to come in as a GM. Yeah. He had mm-hmm. to get to know his staff. He had to get to know his scouts. He had to get to know his head coach and what the head coach liked, and then the, the whole coaching staff and what. They were going to buy into in regards to the culture and how the team was going to be constructed before hitting the draft. That's why I didn't. I, what I didn't mind the call. I, I didn't mind the Kyle Pitts pick at four, mm-hmm. because in his position, you need to go for a no-brainer at this point. Yeah, you need to have a player. Period. You don't go in there and say, "Oh, well, I don't know what he wants." And then because, like I said, you just get to know everybody. You just just give me a ball player. Let's get call, let's get Kyle Pitts a call of the day, because at that particular point, you just have to do that. Now, year two, you know, you're still trying to build a team, but you're on a budget. And at this particular point, you got to hope you're drafting well and you're developing talent. Last year was a pretty good draft Mm -hmm. as opposed to the first one. I thought the first one was, you know, it it was kind of iffy. But at the same time, like I said, it was his first year as a GM and he's still trying to get to know everybody. Second year, Mm -hmm. he did a a much better job. So for me, this is where I see it year three and year four, they have to submit themselves as a playoff team. Now, Mm -hmm. what we see out of Ritter this year tells me. What further they have to do in regards to making themselves a Super Bowl contender? Okay, so to me, I can start determining that window after this season is up.
1: Okay,
2: uh, so that being that stated, twenty twenty four to twenty twenty six, they should be start. They they really should be in that 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 talk of where they're Super Bowl contenders. That's where I think they need to be at that particular point.
1: You heard it from Ev. There you go. We
2: winning in the Super Bowl in five years. He said it.
1: You, you, I you see how I took something said and, and made it my own <laughs> 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 hey um, but,
2: but yeah hey, based um, on
1: F, everything man, I just have to tell you this man um it's a trait that you have that I respect so much and I truly had to tell you all right um you don't uh especially um but even pros on TV Man, they cannot talk about a player without bringing up um, the fucked up part about his personal life or something he did or his uh, mistake, his, like, low point. And I never have seen you do that, not one occasion. Uh, And you could do it a lot because you are on, especially when you tweet, you are, like, uh, you're being attacked. So you can defend yourself with, oh, he's a piece of shit, a human being or where he go this point. And you never not. You stick to the point that you made from the jump. It was a football point. So you stick to the football point when you could get off on on somebody's manhood or their personal life or even like Jalen Codd or anything like that. So I always want to tell you, man, I respect that about you. I appreciate that. And please keep doing that, man. We need way more of that of people that just, you always stick to your football point. And I, I don't ever feel like that you get personal to so that you can win an argument and you never try to trash the the grown a, adult as a man, like you just stick to the football point. So I appreciate that, buddy. I had to tell you that.
2: I appreciate that, brother. And, and, and to me, that's what this is about. When you start trashing people's personalities and their lives, I mean, there, there's no point for this to get personal. It's football. Mm -hmm. It's entertainment. That's what it is. And you don't, I mean, even when they talk about and attack these kids, these are kids. These literally Mm -hmm. are kids 19, 20, 20 year old kids. And we all make mistakes. I know I made a ton of them (laughs) at that age. In undergrad, what? I could, man, I could write a book of all the shit that I've done and been through. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's overly judgmental. And I hate when people are high and mighty and they start doing because you don't know these kids struggle you don't know their story you don't know where they came from keep it football
1: period you do. you do a great job of that buddy i i love you for that i really do i appreciate yeah, it I love you absolutely
0: man yeah and uh travis real quick he said how are we comfortable with a, a strong safety position we kind of hit on a little bit earlier man um i think we'll know uh this year because like we said jesse's gonna do a lot for richie mm-hmm. so uh richie yeah. should he should flourish. So. Uh, mm-hmm we'll know pretty we'll know pretty quickly how that's going to work out and tisha what do y'all think everyone said when mm went back to the sign after he threw that ball into the abyss in carolina
2: i don't think <laughs> they said shit. i think they just sat oh, there sorry man that's yeah that's <laughs> on me <laughs> oh man um all right man yeah. have, man buddy thanks so much for joining us tonight, thank you though. yeah and thank you it's man it's been so much fun fellas i'm glad i was able to do it with you guys it's been a blast oh man gotta do it again thank for sure you, man. yeah man Absolutely.
0: so tell everybody man where they can find you on twitter and what you got going on man
2: yeah um i work right for the phycaholic i'm especially um i'm pretty much one of the draft specialists there you can find me on the alcoholic at any point and my Twitter handle is Everett underscore G 7 Follow me. And for a lot of rational football taste because I am, if nothing else, rational.
0: Hell yes, absolutely, man. That's the next, that's, that's where, I mean, we've been following you for longer than we've done this podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, once we got kind of going and we got, you know, we met Dave and got him on a few times and just, it's, we've, made some awesome connections man so it's just nice to have another one and nice to have you on man so it's been um, great
2: with you guys and we're going to definitely do this again
0: oh heck yeah absolutely man so oh actually um you know what um our 100th show will be on the 19th so and, you gotta, gotta pop in for a few minutes oh, without it, a doubt it, oh, i'm here few minutes. yeah All day. yeah yeah gotcha. we're gonna i mean Dave. i think dave's coming by and we'll have mm-hmm. adam probably gonna come by we'll have a bring nice dave
2: oh man i don't think i'm coming i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i love you dave uh,
0: so, so <laughs> it's hilarious, man. but um anyway yeah look guys we, we y'all hung out with us for two hours we appreciate y'all man Thank uh you. Hit, hit that like button for us make sure you hit the subscription go tell a friend family member man go uh, check us out and uh, we'll keep on going and doing what we're doing uh we're gonna be back on saturday this week we have a special little saturday show mm-hmm. um so we're kind of we're doing this so we can line our shows up to hit 100 before mm-hmm. the draft yeah. because we're actually going to live stream the draft uh that night so we'll have some fun with that too again Ev, welcome to come by on draft night we'll be sitting here watching so oh, um, yeah
2: i'm coming in too yeah yeah <laughs> i absolutely. have a lot to discuss
0: on absolutely damn, yeah so um guys you can check us out on twitter out of your in mind you can email us at atlfalconfancastgmail.com like brian did brian appreciate you again man for sending the email you, brian. In. um TikTok, you can all. Uh, Mike's got a TikTok going on. Oh,
1: I Make got sure it. y'all
0: follow that. Uh, he's got. I some got some good, stuff coming we this week. Some, it's gonna be good. <laughs> We've got some good stuff coming this week. If y'all like the Ten Stages video, y'all like what's coming up. So. Yeah. Um. So uh, again, man, we appreciate y'all for joining us tonight and listening on Spotify, iTunes. If you're on listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, drop us a five star review. Helps us grow on those platforms as well. So that's it, guys. Man, appreciate y'all, Ev. Again, thanks again, buddy.
1: Thank you, Ev.
0: And we will see y'all on Saturday. Much love, folks.
1: Out of your Falcon Mind.
0: Peace.